Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. Hello, folks, and thank you once again for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the growing conservative conversation and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network. And you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. And, wow, what a busy week it has been since the last time we've had the show. Uh, We're going to have plenty to talk about, including the House passing of the health care bill, uh, we're also going to, of course, uh, the recent developments uh, with uh, James Comey's firing, uh, the FBI director. That's going to be interesting. Uh, tonight we're also going to have our good friend uh, who will be calling it shortly, former congressman and 2012 uh, presidential candidate for the Constitution Party, 2012 Virgil Goode. Uh, we'll have uh, him on as well <clears throat> to talk about uh, our topics for this evening. Uh, but I tell you what, as I said, wow, what a, a busy week that we've had. Uh, but it still, you know, gives us a wonder uh, which was we've seen. It we've got the health care, but when you're delving into the health, you know, the the health care bill, at least the House's version, and then we are going to be looking into uh, the Senate to see what the Senate's going to do. You know, we'll see if this is just going to be what some are touting, at least for the first try at it, uh, Obamacare light or if it's going to actually be something uh, that's going to be uh, a real change uh, to Obamacare. Now, you know, well, you know, I've been reading reports, you know, and it sounds like that, you know, depending on who you're talking to and whether this is going to be, you know, beneficial or not, you know, you've got some who are touting that this is going to, you know, call it the, what they call the American Health Care Act. Uh, there's <laughs> I still have that nagging cough, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, and there's talk about whether, you know, people are going to lose jobs or how many people are going to lose uh, their uh, their insurance. You know, there's talk about, you know, 20, about 29, 30 million people losing their health insurance. And uh, talking about that the American Care Act will cost uh, 1.2 million jobs will be lost. You know, you know, and then on the other hand, you know, you hear that, you know, it's, it's not going to be doing that. And so... We're just going to have to – and even you even heard some who have already said that they haven't even read the bill. Does that sound familiar? Uh, but I believe we do have uh, our guest in, and so let's go ahead and bring in Virgil. And uh, you've heard Virgil uh, on many of our shows, so let's welcome back again. Thank you very much, Virgil, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Fine, Robert. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I tell you what, a lot of uh, development since the last time I – Found the audience. Uh, we had our show, and just in the past week, a lot has happened with the healthcare bill, and then now the recent developments, developments with Comey, the firing of Comey. Of course, they're talking about. I'm um, talking about the the Dems and the the Liberals on how the timing. You know, they were complaining about Comey almost as much as Republicans, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, 
and that you know they're wanting to see him go too. And now he's finally gone, but now the one complain about the timing of it. So, uh, but the first thing we'll uh, we'll discuss, though, Virgil, is uh, the passing of at least uh, the houses, and and you were a House of Representative for uh, some time uh, between '97 and 2009. And so, you know, kind of tell us uh, a little about what your thoughts are on the House version of this bill. The House version of the uh, uh, the American Health Care Act. Yeah, uh, it was a, a typical push to get uh, uh, enough votes to get something passed. Uh, I saw it on a number of different bills up there, uh, and that this was no different. I know the Dems. Uh, uh, they want uh, uh, Obamacare, I, and I think they want it partly just because his name's on it. And uh, <laughs> probably. Uh, <laughs> so, and, and, and the, uh, the Republicans they are arguing uh, in, that with, they're still going to con- cover pre-existing conditions. Now, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, and the, the, of course, they've done away with which I think was much needed the fines that they hit uh, taxpayers with if they didn't comply with uh, the Obamacare regulations, and the deductibles right. were just skyrocketing uh, for for most citizens, and uh, the premiums were just uh, going up. Uh, the Association Healthcare plans, if you can get in one of those. Uh, I know last night at the Tyrant Hall, uh, uh, the local minister who was uh, the moderator for the event told about how much, and he was pretty healthy, he and his wife, the uh, premiums just kept rising over the last year. And he had it enumerate, not the last year, over since it's been enacted, just a steady ascendancy of increase over uh, what he was paying for insurance prior to Obamacare. And then this year he was able to get into an association health care situation, and uh, that brought his premiums down significantly. And uh, as uh, uh, our local congressman pointed out, uh, under the health care bill that the House passed, Association health plans are favored. And they and, yeah, I've been hearing more about those, and, and supposedly this new bill is supposed to move more power to the states. Correct. Uh, well, more power to the state in regard to Medicaid, but what it right, also right, right. had other legislation to do away with McCarran Ferguson, which said that it would just be a, a each state would do their own thing with regard to association, and this will I think help. Uh, like the minister that uh, spoke last night, he was able to get into a pool uh, where uh, you had the association health care plans uh, all over the country, and uh, you know the larger your pool you're in, the better it is. And also, one of the things that, you know, you know go ahead. As far as cost of premiums are concerned, uh, 
and a, a lot of entities uh, want these association plans. Now, the kind of argument with some state regulatory agencies is that the plans don't have enough capital uh, to back up what they insure. But no, that, that that that's always been the argument against association plans. I know in Virginia, uh, at one time it was very tough for the association plans to operate because they didn't have enough reserve to meet the Virginia standard. But they might meet a standard in another state, and uh, uh, and you know the argument, like from Virginia State Corporation Commission, which is and that houses the Bureau of Insurance is they, they didn't have a if somebody uh, or you had a, a lot of people getting sick at one time uh, or were in accidents or injured they wouldn't have enough money mm-hmm. to cover everything. But it, it, the association health plan, as long as people understand what they are, premiums are much less, and I now I haven't read this bill, but it was being talked about. It is passed allowing uh, uh, to uh, get more people in and more freely operate. Well, you know, states, when it comes to insurance, you know, they have the solvency, uh, solvency uh, laws where they have to have a certain amount of reserves in order to uh, right. you know, in order to even be able to operate or get, get their licensing. Uh, but also, I mean, wouldn't there be, you know, instead of the, the subsidies to uh, that they were going to be handing out people in, in, in some instances, at least with the American Health Care Act, uh, they're talking about, uh, you know, not just the subsidies, but allow people, you know, t- you know tax breaks and, ta- you know, tax cuts, things of that nature for the health savings accounts. Uh, wouldn't they be able to, you know, take some of that money to help to, you know, have a backup reserves for, you know, these associations? I mean, has that ever been floated well, around as an idea? I I I, I, I don't know because I I got out of Congress uh, or lost uh, just prior to the Obamacare bill being passed, and uh, uh, and I can't uh, say yes or no on that, but I uh, I do know that uh, the law uh, the legislation that is passed. In, encourages rather than discourages uh, group health plans across state lines. Also, they they do talk about uh, interstate competition because I mean I I haven't read that anywhere in that in, in the bill and uh, yeah, so they, that uh, is actually in there where, where it's going to promote interstate uh, competition or you'll be able to get your insurance uh, you know across the state. But again, you know, the country, Robert, that we, we, are, we are talking about this is in the house plan. Also in the house plan is an encouragement for persons on Medicaid. If you don't, you, uh, you can save some money, uh, which I think is good. It's like a health savings account. And give that mm-hmm. to those on Medicaid and uh, if uh, they can keep some of the money if they don't, uh, if, if they take preventive action rather than just spending it after they get sick. Uh, so mm-hmm. I thought that was good. Uh, and that, that, but again, it, you know, it depends on what the Senate passes. 
I, I, I know the uh, senator from Maine, and I, I believe maybe, I'm not sure about Rob Portman from Ohio, which uh, Casey took all mm-hmm. the federal money he could get to expand Medicaid. Right, yeah, but if you let Obama, Obamacare rocks along and not changed, it'll bust Ohio wide open and a lot of the other states that took it. Virginia didn't go along with it because uh, it, it wasn't a guarantee that the federal money was going to be there. And uh, uh-huh. in, in years out, it is, you know, it was, I believe, for the first three years. and uh, uh, But years five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten you would get less reimbursed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know and, and what about the, the formula? Yeah. You know, they, they reimburse the states on the basis of uh, ability to pay, and the wealthier states uh, have to contribute more uh, to the Medicaid patients than a poorer state. I know Mississippi at one time was uh, uh, had, had to contribute the least among the states, but I don't know if it's still like that now or not. Well, and then, then one of the issues, and that, uh, Dr. Tolbert, I do see you like to get in, and we'll get you in in a moment, is that, you know, I know one of the big arguments people get were upset about when Obamacare was passed is, you know, they're like, well, the bill was so massive, no one even read it. I mean, I'm hearing instances of there's even some Congress, you know, Congress, you know, people who passed it with the, or at least their staff or, or they didn't read uh, this one either. I mean, my concern is, is I mean, yeah, I, th- I think something needs to be done with Obamacare and something needs to be done with uh, our health care system. But my concern is, is I think there's such a rush to get this done and get, you know, get this quote unquote campaign promise, you know, off the books that they're not going to be spending the time that's that's needed to to really get it done right. Well, um, last night, uh, the congressman from Iowa, Garrett, said that uh, uh, particularly a number in the Freedom Caucus had analyzed the bill in detail, and the things they wanted weren't uh, new ideas per se. Uh, They had been around, and so uh, he said um, most of... uh, those that he associated with had read it and understood it. And uh, uh, now the left, here's what they they want: uh, if everything guaranteed that every uh, and what he his argument was that eight billion should be enough to provide people with the care they uh, uh, would need if they are. Uh, on Medicaid or in one of these insurance pools. And now the left will say, oh, no, it's, you know, one lady was saying it was $200 billion. Now, I, I, that's a far cry from eight. <laughs> that's a far cry from eight. I think if, if you're a supporter of Obamacare, but Obama would go, uh, care would fail. Because the insurance company, you you can have two hundred billion in a pool, but if there's no one out writing insurance, what do you got? And there's a lot of folks. I mean, I see reports almost. <laughs> I seem like almost on a weekly basis of of one insurer or another, you know, pulling out of Obamacare. 
you know, I get, I get reports right. on insurance because I'm in the insurance industry. Uh, and, you know, so I have reports sent to my email. <laughs> it seems like at least once a week or so, you know, someone else is, is, is pulling out of Obamacare. But I know you only have limited time for us uh, tonight, about you said 30, 40 minutes. And I want to get other folks who uh, would like to speak with you or make any uh, comments or, or maybe ask some questions if they like. Sure. And I do see a number of folks on the line. Just push the one on your number dial if you'd like to get in the show. But I do see uh, Dr. Tolbert on the line. And let's go ahead and uh, bring in Dr. Tolbert. Thank you very much for coming to the uh, show. Uh, how are things going down there in Florida? It's very interesting. We're writing a couple articles we just sent, and I copied you on the one to the Supreme Court. And then we just wrote one about the fact that uh, concerning Trump's um, firing of the FBI and the fact that a leader would only wait 90 days uh, to reevaluate and reposition. So with Trump doing what he did in 90 days, he was on schedule with what a leader would do. But in reference to uh, the medical uh, bill, we'll call it whatever you want, uh, my question is why would Congress approve a bill that is unconstitutional if it's the state's obligation under Amendment 10 and the 18 responsibilities of the Constitution of the federal government, and there's nothing in the Constitution uh, as there is with the post office, and wouldn't Congress have to pass and wouldn't there have to be an amendment to make medical uh, care part of the federal government and not the state? And then in regards to crossing state lines, wouldn't that be a violation of the Commerce Clause if one state was being overburdened versus another state. So when you look at all that, uh, how would you respond to the violation of the 10th Amendment with the bill, which means it's not legally a bill? It's also an excise tax, uh, and the Supreme Court made a ruling and changed the law, and the violation of the uh, Commerce Clause. You got a good point about uh, uh, the 10th Amendment, but a whole lot of things Congress does uh, wouldn't comport with the 10th Amendment if you had uh, the federal judiciary willing to uh, uh, stand up for the states. I mean, uh, you you could go into a number of fields, and uh, I don't think it comports with the 10th Amendment. Well, I agree with you, and, you know, we write many articles. I know you don't know who I am, but I I ran for the state senate, the governor of Florida. I write many articles. Uh, President Trump has my resume on my his desk that he's reviewing. I'm a no-party candidate. I teach the Constitution, and uh, I agree wholeheartedly that the Supreme Court uh, has violated the Constitution multiple times. The Supreme Court. I mean, you can go issue after issue. There's no, uh, there's no constitutional right that gives the Supreme Court the ability to define marriage. But I, you're gonna have a tough time. I, I think what you need to rein in the court, the court, the, the Supreme Court, and the federal judiciary. The same thing here on this uh, uh, travel ban. The, the court is acting as a legislator, uh, our, our legislature, and uh, the court used to not be like that.
but well, the Supreme Court at one time was in the basement of the U.S. Capitol, and they knew that the elected representatives uh, were the uh, in the division of powers between the legislative, executive, and judicial. That the legislative branch is elected by the people, but you've got a, a number in Congress. They just want the Supreme Court to do it. The defining of marriage is. Uh, 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 it's not in the Constitution. Now, a lot of other things they've said, the constitutional right to privacy that they uh, yeah. said decades ago, that's not in, the, that's not in it. The, the judiciary has become overly active, and uh, the, the judiciary, particularly the Ninth Circuit, they, uh, in defining marriage, just for example, they had a vote in California, and I'm sure you know this, Professor, but they had a vote in California, and the people voted to define marriages between one man and one woman. And the uh, 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 a district judge said, oh, no, that's a violation of your constitutional rights. You have a constitutional right to marry ever who you want to, uh, and, uh, uh, and it has to be uh, respected by uh, the, the laws of every other state and uh, – uh, that has to be given full faith and credit, and uh, the, the Constitution doesn't say that. And the Constitution, as you well know, is, uh, has expanded the Commerce Clause to uh, uh, cover everything, even though they're not in interstate commerce. If somebody traveling through the state, well, and this was in the Civil Rights era. Do you, you know the Ollie's Barbecue case? Ollie's Barbecue right. was a little place in, uh, I believe, is Alabama. And uh, they didn't uh, they didn't have anybody but local people coming in there, but the Supreme Court said that's interstate commerce. And uh, you, you've got the situation now with the court. They try to figure out what I think what they're uh, swayed by is what the national media wants them to say, and they are the first to jump on board to do whatever the national media wants. Yeah, and what we did, we just filed a six-page letter to the new uh, judge of the Supreme Court stating exactly what you just stated. And we also filed and sent it to all the senators and to the to the governors. And when you get to the other point of immigration, which is also a state right, the federal Supreme Court ruled against the state of Texas and Arizona when they went after money to being reimbursed uh, for money. And the Supreme Court ruled, uh, well, no, it's not under the Tenth. It's under the Tenth Amendment. So you're responsible for your own uh, housing and imprisonment of uh, the illegal immigrants. So when Trump or anyone tries to build a wall or do anything and they go into it under immigration, they're actually breaching because the federal courts or the federal government can only uh, uh, enforce naturalization. So we end up with a lot of conflict, and when the Supreme Court ruled the state of Florida has in their constitution marriage is one man and one woman. So the Supreme Court makes a law and overrides the state. Well, the state has a right under the constitution to not accept, no matter what the judges of the federal level does at the state well, level, that, they, under our you, federalism, you, they can disregard it. Roy Moore. Thank you. Was on the court. And go ahead, uh, Virgil. Sure we got uh, Mike on the line. We'll get Mike in and go, go ahead, Virgil. Okay. Oh, I was just no, going go to say that Roy Moore uh, on the Supreme Court of Alabama 
was following what the professor's view is, and uh, he was kicked off the bench by his fellow uh, justices because they said he wasn't following what the Supreme Court said in the right. definition of marriage. I don't think the Supreme Court has the right to define marriage. It's a legislative they, issue. Absolutely. If they want to yeah, change, absolutely. if they want to right. change the definition of marriage, you should. And in, in California, they voted on it. We voted on it in Virginia. Let them go back through the state legislatures and change the right. definition. It's not yeah, up to the judiciary. Yeah, we just and, 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 and Doctor Tolbert, Lord. hold on, because we got we I've got Mike in the line. I want to bring him in so we can have an okay. opportunity uh, to speak with Virgil himself. We got plenty of time for you know other things in the show. And we want to keep things on topic, and I'm, I'm sure every, you know these points as well. We we can take up uh, even another show, Doctor. But let's go ahead and get uh, Mike in. And what, before I real quick, uh, Mike, before I bring in, is that another thing I want to talk to you uh, with you, Virgil is. You know about how the Republicans, other than you know the firing of Comey today, is, is how they've been acting lately, as if the Democrats are really the ones uh, in power. And, and why do you think that is? And who really does have? And we'll talk about this more in our take a segment, but I want to cover uh, a number of segments uh, with Virgil while we we have him here. Uh, but you know who really is in control? Is it the media? Is it really the Democrats? Uh, or is it? I mean. Is it the Republicans? Is it Trump? Well, let's uh, first let's go ahead and bring in Mike. Uh, thank you very much, Mike, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Mike, do we have your mic on here? Well, uh, I guess if you two, uh, if you uh, two want to uh, continue with uh, the, the contract for a few minutes while I go. Uh, see about our 513 caller, and uh, I'll be uh, back with you on that. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Dr. Tolbert, and then uh, Virgil, while you uh, bring in Mike, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Virgil, the uh, comment I was making is, of course, that Roy Moore is now running for the Senate, which great gives him greater power than if he was a, a judge because of what he can do about setting restrictions. We also sent him a copy of the letter he that running, we uh is he running for the U.S. Senate? That's correct, in the it's state for, of Alabama. For the vacancy created by Jeff Sessions moving to the office of Attorney General. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. And he's okay. now running when, when, on when the, is, when is the When is the primary for that? 2018. Oh, well, okay. It's going to be in 2018, yeah, but I can't be, you. Yeah, all right, yeah. I got you. So he's running yeah. in the Republican primary in, in Alabama, and uh, do you know if it's a June primary or? I, I think it is. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly okay. because we've been following uh, Roy and we've been supplying information, backing up what he's doing. We actually went to the president and uh, John uh, DiStefano, the president's uh, director and personnel, with the letter. We went to the uh, Supreme Court with the letter. We included Roy Moore in with the letter because we know Roy Moore is going to be very supportive of what is required under the Senate and term limits for the Supreme Court. So we're kind of following through on all that. Uh, we're one of the – if, if you want to know who we was, are, you go to – Yeah, is Roy – Roy, I take it from what you said, is supporting a constitutional amendment so that there Correct. could be review of the Supreme Court members and they would could – or they could only serve a certain number of years. Is that 
correct? Correct. Eight to ten years, correct. Okay. Well, I I, I think, uh, you know, Senator Byrd from our state uh, years ago tried to uh, blunt a lifetime appointment by having a review somewhat similar to the Virginia system where the uh, Supreme Court of Virginia comes under review, I believe it's every 12 years, and the circuit court uh, judges come under review every eight years. And uh, uh, But if you had a, a – so it's not a lifetime uh, appointment. Uh, well, under the Constitution – That would take a constitutional change, and I, I think you're right. Roy Moore will only support persons that he feels will follow the Constitution – rather than having more judicial legislators. That is our number one problem with the judiciary, too much judicial oh, legislation. Well, you, well, uh, and, we, and, and actually, gentlemen, I'm, I'm, I'm back there. We actually have our, our friend uh, from Cincinnati, Dr. Q. Uh, we'll have him on. He's, he's, he's ran here locally uh, as well as uh, he's uh, originally from Iran. So we're going to have, have him on uh, the show one time to you know, kind of tell us about uh, the you know Iran you don't know, and so and Iraq for that matter is a lot about that. But let's go ahead and, and bring uh, him in, and then I do want to go uh, back to uh, Virgil and, and see now now two things because you brought it up. What's your thoughts on uh, Gorsuch are, and then also who do you really think are, are pulling the strings or who's in control right now? But let's go ahead and bring our friend in. Hopefully we got some good reception here. Doctor Q, how are you tonight? I'm doing fantastic, brother. Thank you for asking. Good. Uh, do you got any uh, comments on our topic here? Anything you'd like to discuss with uh, our friend Virgil here tonight? Uh, I think that uh, you, Christopher, uh, thank you so much, Congressman. Uh, uh, it's a fantastic topic that you're talking about. And, uh, yeah, I totally agree that uh, we keep forgetting the 10th uh, Amendment and also um, we assume, somehow we assume that the judicial the judicial system is above and beyond our constitution, and it is happening over and over. And at some point, we need to put a stop on this. And you know, I totally agree that President Trump wants the same thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't speak for uh, President Trump, but I I, I think. Uh, I, I am familiar with uh, Roy Moore's position on a number of issues, and as Dr. Tolbert says, uh, if you had a, uh, a, a, a term, uh, a fixed term, or else some type of review, I know Missouri plan at one time, and I assume it's still the same, uh, the judges get to be voted on by the people, and but you you, you don't have a campaign, a judge has to get a, and I think in Missouri, and I'm, don't hold me to this, I think it's 40% approval rating. If you don't get 40% approval ratings, you're gone. I, I mean, 40% of the vote, uh, you're gone, and a new judge would be a, uh, appointed. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I haven't seen on paper what uh, uh, Roy Moore's proposal would be, are some others' proposals. As I said, Senator Byrd from Virginia uh, proposed to review uh, ever so often for our Supreme Court judges and really for the other federal judges, too. 
and that's the way that's the way the Virginia state situation is. And I know various states have uh, uh, different methods. I, I, I'm not familiar with any state though that gives a lifetime appointment to a judge. Hello. Hey, Dr. Q, I see that uh, your, your call dropped, but I, I see you're back on. Go ahead. And we got yes. Susan on the line as well, but go, go ahead, Dr. Q. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Robert, sorry about that. Um, it usually happens to me when I start talking and something happens to my gadget. But anyway, um, I totally agree, and I also wanted to uh, kind of interject about the uh, So this call keeps dropping. So let's go ahead and uh, bring in Susan. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll get him. We'll we'll get it back on for for the show. But thank you very much, Susan. How are you tonight? Hi, I'm fine. I'm I'm tired. <laughs> Seems like there's always something every day that tires me out. <laughs> but um, I'm alive and kicking. That's good. What I can say. <laughs> now. Um, I was going to tell you that I got an interesting email from the Constitution Club today. And it says, Patrick Henry smelled a rat and so do I. And he said he had supported the movement to call for a convention of states. And I knew that. I was like, why? He's a constitutionalist. Very good one, too. He's fathers. And then he said, I would deeply regret I was conned into believing the Convention of States was a good idea. And he, he went into the reasons that Thomas Jefferson said when the government became tyrannical, it was the right and duty of the people to alter or abolish their government. Well, um, he's right about that. And he said, Constitution has failed to do its job because we, the people, have failed to do our job. That's true. And I wondered if he knew that George Bush had said that the Constitution was just a G-O-D, damned piece of paper. I knew he had said some things, but I didn't realize that. For some reason, that had gone over my head. But it doesn't surprise me that George Bush, cause, and I never supported the man, never believed him. There's a lot of things I didn't believe about him. But everyone else that was Republican fell for the Bush family. Oh, I'll never understand it. Um, so it was interesting to, to read that someone is switching and, and realizing they were wrong to support the, uh, convention of the states, uh, you know, and he'd written about it and I was just like really shocked. Uh, we don't need to pass a balanced budget amendment because all you need to do is limit spending to the areas authorized in the constitution. The answers are all there folks and that. They want this convention of states. It's just stunning to me. All the issues are, that the, they are pushing can be accomplished by enforcing the Constitution, plain and simple. So it was good to read that. Good to see that somebody is leading that farce of a, you know, situation where you're supporting it. And like Patrick Henry said, I smell a rat. Boy, oh boy, even back then they said those things. <laughs> 
So anyway, uh, I guess we'll see what everyone else says about that. And we'll we'll, we'll perhaps get those to those topics, but I know we've uh, you know I mean Virgil, if we could save longer, it's great. But I know that uh, with, with the amount of time uh, that you stated uh, in our conversation off air on, on how much you'd be able uh, to do this evening, and I want to be respectful of that. Uh, so, and, we, and the, the the time frame that you told me is starting to wind down. Of course, you are welcome if you can uh, and like to stay. But first, uh, let's go ahead and I want to get your your thoughts on. You know, as, as I stated earlier, you know, who really is, do you feel, in charge? I mean, is it the Republicans now? I mean, even with the House, Senate, and the presidency, do the Dems, do they still really have the power because they control the media? Uh, after you've seen what happened with Comey, if you want to throw some thoughts in about that, uh, what are your thoughts on, on the status of, of what we're seeing with the Republican Party, or at least what's been happening, uh, you know, since January well, 20th? You have uh, uh, some Republicans that – don't want to take a strong stand or something that will make the media come after them in their home states or in their districts. And uh, I mean, I saw that when I was up there. If you don't rock the boat and just kind of go along to get along, it's uh, uh, you're more than likely will not have a strong opposition because they know they can put pressure on you. If you act at taking a stand, I mean, uh, they were after me all the time because I, I wanted to, I, I don't mind telling you, I think we should have a moratorium on all refugees. No more refugees in this country until the budget's balanced. Refugees cost a fortune. And the right. H, uh, the visas, the diversity visas to let in all these people from other countries, then you got to educate them. You've got to, uh, uh, they are legal uh, uh Immigrants then, they're not illegal. They get uh, uh, various federal benefits, and it, mm-hmm. it, we just need a moratorium on that until uh, uh, the budget's balanced. And, uh, and it, it, it costs so much. I mean, the funding bill, uh, Trump said he wanted to cut foreign aid. They increased foreign aid. And that's what happens when you, you don't have 52 senators that want to cut in the Senate. You've got 52 wearing the Republican label, but a lot of them don't want to cut. It's just like Barbara Mikulski, and not uh, yeah, for the lady from uh, Alaska. Uh, it's, it's not I can't remember what her first name is. And then you've got uh, Susan Collins from Maine. They want Planned Parenthood funded. Well, Planned Parenthood is basically a political organization to promote Democratic positions. And they take the money, and they have uh, the workers that plan Planned Parenthood. I bet you 95 percent of them vote Democratic and already uh, always fighting the Democratic line. You you have other entities that could do uh, the health care for women that Planned Parenthood does and probably do it better and cheaper. Uh, But they, they wouldn't be the political workers that the Democrats want. And they got Planned Parenthood. Funded in the supplemental to keep the government. Mm-hmm. Open. Yes, they do. And, that, that, and, and, and uh, resettlement yeah. camp, re- re- refugee resettlements. Go ahead. Oh yeah, just just cut out the refugees. We don't <laughs> just have a moratorium on all refugees, so they can't get after Trump for saying that he's against the Muslims, and just because he said something in the campaign. I don't care which country they're from or which nationality they are or what their religion is, 
have a moratorium on all refugees. Most refugees that come into this country cost us a fortune. And that uh, they should, we should be leaving them in their home area so they can get the home area straightened out. Uh, you're never right. going to get it straightened out when you're taking the best. Uh, you don't take the best. A lot of times they're the worst. But when you keep bringing them over here, sure, they want to jump out over here. They should be fighting like our uh, forefathers fought uh, for freedom. That's in our exactly country. how I feel. Go ahead. Like, yeah, we don't need. We don't need. It's a huge cost. And then the, the diversity visas. Now I've not heard Trump talk about them. That's fifty thousand people a year that play in the lottery uh, for us to spend more money. You're never going to get the budget balance. I went to the town hall meeting, like I said last night. The people wanted. They were concerned about Social Security and Medicare. And I know some very conservatives don't concur with those programs. I support Social Security and Medicare. And you're not going to be able to save those programs if you keep spending money. Now, the EPA got an increase in the supplemental, didn't get a mm-hmm. decrease. And I looked at the, uh, some of the other things uh, uh, here. Yeah, the more money for Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a huge drain on us, and I hope the Republicans have the guts to stand up and not let Puerto Rico become a state. It'll be an even greater drain then. They'll tell you, oh, Puerto Ricans are going to pay income taxes, which they don't pay now. No, they're going to be getting the earned income tax credit. If they had the courage to phase out the earned income tax credit, it'd be a different situation. It'll be a huge drain on this country. And when they say those that are in the country illegally, uh, the Democrats get up and say, oh, we're going to make them pay taxes. They're going to pay taxes, and then uh, that'll be part of the amnesty we get them. They're not going to pay taxes. We're going to be paying them because, again, of the earned income tax credit. Most of them are low-wage earners, and and they have kids, several kids. The more kids you get, the bigger your earned income tax credit. It is a... Racket right waiting to happen, and it, it well, it's already happening. And uh, anyway, I've said my, my thoughts on it, but uh, the supplemental now, Trump's arguments and Republicans say we don't want the government to shut down. Well, come September, when it's time to vote on a new budget, are they going to keep the slashing to foreign aid that Trump proposed? Are they going to cut EPA? Are they going to defund Planned Parenthood? Are they going to quit funding all these programs for the refugees and immigrants? I don't know whether they got the courage to do that or not. They're scared of the media. The media, first thing you say when you said you don't want any refugees in here, you're a racist or you are anti a certain religion. I don't care what their religion is, and I don't care what country they're from. And I'm going to repeat it again. No more refugees until the budget is balanced, period. Can I say something? Anyway, that's, uh, I've said my little speech, and I've been on here for 45 <laughs> minutes, and I appreciate you listening to me. Robert, well, I appreciate it. Uh, and, yes, we'll, we'll give it to you, Dr. Tober. And then also uh, we'll get you in, John, as well as Dr. Keel. We'll get you in. And, and Virgil, it's great to – to have you on again, uh, and I definitely want to, uh, when that budget, hopefully before September, uh, but once they do the, the budget again, uh, I'd really like to have you on, and you know, and sometimes uh, before that as well, but I always appreciate uh, your input, and if there's any projects you're working on you'd like to, to talk about sometime, just give me a holler, and, and we'd like to get you on the show to talk about those as well. 
All right, I'll be glad to talk with you when the budget rolls around. I'm sure it's going to be interesting in September. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is. Uh, all right, have a good evening, and thanks to you listening. You too, Virgil. Have a good night. We'll talk again soon. Take care. Okay. Bye, Robert. Bye-bye. Folks, again, that was yeah, uh, Virgil Goode from – real quick. Uh, that was Virgil Goode from uh, Virginia. He's congressman. There from uh, 97 to 2009, he was also the uh, 2012 Constitution Party presidential candidate. Uh, well, we've had him uh, a number of times. And let me tell you something, uh, solid of the earth guy, and you probably could tell just by listening to him. But, I mean, I get, for, for those new to the show, uh, let me tell you a little bit uh, you know, about it. Is, uh, I remember the first time I met him, I met him in Troy, Ohio, and – uh, you know, I wanted to drive up there to do a face-to-face interview, and you know, with them, or you know, at least have a, a talk face-to-face with them. And I was running late because of construct road construction that was unforeseen. And what he was is he was actually driving back from Chicago. He was having a third-party debate, uh, so he was driving back th- uh, from Chicago through Troy, Ohio, back to Virginia. And I said Virgil, and I called him. I said Virgil, so I'm going to be late. Uh, I apologize, and. Uh, you know, I mean, if you got to go, I understand. And, you know, he was kind enough to say, well, i tell you what, Robert, uh, Rob, uh, just, you know, I'll wait for you. And when you get here, when you get close, let me know, and I'll, I'll give you some directions. It could be kind of hard to, uh, to find through the, at this uh, neighborhood diner. And he did. And then uh, he was also kind enough to, uh, to get me lunch, and I met himself and some of his staff and his wife. And I tell you what, I mean, I, I think when he ran back in 2012, uh, he definitely would have made a great president. I tell you what, solved the earth. I mean, you want to talk about a man of the people? That gentleman you just heard from right now, or just a few minutes ago, that's definitely a man of the people who is running for president. It's a shame uh, uh, we couldn't get uh, couldn't get him elected. He got my vote. I could say that. But let's go ahead and we'll bring it back uh, to you, Doctor Tolbert, and then we're going to try to get Doctor Q back on the line. Appreciate your patience, uh, Doctor Q, and then. Uh, we'll bring in John, and then Susan will get you back in. Uh, we do see others on the line. Just push the one on your number dial, and we'll get you in. And we'll, we'll try to get on point, uh, yeah, as we do here in Bard's Logic. We do get off topic sometimes. Okay, let's see. That's a lot of times, but hey, uh, there's a surprise on the organic nature of the show. Uh, but we'll, we'll continue on uh, with uh, you, Dr. Tolbert. Go ahead. Yeah, real quick here. Uh, I don't know if Virgil knew it or not, but we're the ones that put the Constitution Party on the ballot in Florida, they did not have enough electors. We got them the 10 electors, and we put them on Florida ballot for the presidency in 216. So, I, unfortunately, two, Virgil may not two, recognize two, the fact. We, oh, uh, in 216. No, 216, yeah. In 216, the state of Florida did not have them on the ballot. They could not get on the ballot. We were called by the chair uh, Bill, uh, who asked me if I could come up with the electors, we took our no-party people that were supporting our uh, Citizens for America party, we changed them over to the Constitution Party, and so that was the only reason the Constitution Party got on the ballot in Florida in 216. I'm going to leave that there. The second thing and is... That was that Castle, Con- right? Go ahead. Yeah, they didn't win, but we, we got them on the ballot along with the the American Party couldn't get on. The Libertarian Party was on. The Green Party, the Republicans, the Democrats, and the Constitution. H-2B visas were just doubled by Congress. They just passed it. They doubled it. So they are going against the rights of the American citizen by the 
underprivileged being doubled for agriculture and underprivileged people. Uh, the states are not uh, rejecting uh, immigrants illegal to going to schools within their constitutions. Uh, it's becoming a bigger problem. Uh, the issues that everything Virgil was talking about goes and is in line, and that's why we supported the Constitution Party because of the fact that their constitution is along the same lines as as ours is under Citizens for America. So just kind of wrap that up and just let you know that, all right? Oh, appreciate it. Control. Uh, Trump uh, took fired 60% of the EPA. Uh, they're now unemployed. And under the Paris uh, Climate Accord of 115 uh, countries, Trump removed himself from there. Obama is on the way overseas to fight against Trump to put the Americans back into climate control. Um, just letting you know, okay? Well, I appreciate it. And speaking of control, it sounds like, according to Virgil, and I kind of agree with this, and we, this is something that we really need to stop. Uh, you know, and I mean, we as a we the people, is, it does seem like the media, and unfortunately the liberal mainstream media, uh, really does have a lot of control still. I mean, which is, I find extremely ironic since, you know, I think they have a, a worse um, a worse rating, a worse uh, popularity rating than even Congress, but but they're they're still very powerful, and <clears throat> you know I think we need to take them for what they are. So let's go ahead and see if we can get Dr. Q back in. Uh, Dr. Q, uh, thank you very much. Uh, we got you back here. Up oh, by there we go. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, Robert. And uh, I don't know what happens every time we get disconnected. Hopefully this time is not going to be disconnected. Um, I appreciate it. And also just wanted to, um, you know, give a couple of comments, uh, especially about immigration and refugees. Um, you know, Virgil is absolutely right. Um, right now we have bigger issues in this country. We have our own problems, which are not be the nanny of the whole world. We cannot babysit others. We have enough problem in this country. So right now, uh, anybody uh, saying, hey, you know, this is racist, this is this, this is nothing to do with the race. You know, it's, it's the priority. And America comes first right now. And yeah, maybe in future, if we fix the problem, yeah, we can you know, go back to the way that uh, things are. But even then, we need to make sure that we're going to those people who could either their culture is very close to us or they could assimilate with our culture. So as a person, as a person who was born in Iran, I'm totally for, you know, stopping on this refugee um, program and see if we can balance our budget first and then, yeah, like maybe in future we can um, bring the, the refugees one more time. But this time, um, and I'm saying it again, this time making sure that we're bringing those refugees who can assimilate at least with our culture and won't question it. 
And Dr. Tober, would you like to uh, comment on that? And then I can bring in John, and I do see uh, others on the line. Just push the one on your number dial, and we'll get you into the show. And go go ahead, Dr. Uh, Tober. And then it looks like we no, are actually get to the I... top of the hour, so we'll finish off our, our health care and see what you guys really think uh, is in control yeah. of our, our, our government right now. Go ahead, Dr. Tober. Yeah, I, and I'm just going to go back into the fact that Trump has my resume. It's on his desk. It's been reviewed. And there's a good possibility that my staff will be in the White House in the next 60 days teaching and informing the people of America about the Constitution. So for people that don't know me, go to uh, org and watch what happens in the White House in the next six months. Yeah, keep us posted. That would be... Uh... That'll be very interesting. One day we'll have you, we'll have you giving us a report from the White House. Huh? <laughs> That'd be awesome. It, it, it has a 99% chance it's going to happen. Well, sounds good. Definitely keep me posted. Uh, you know, even, you know, through emails and things of that nature. It'd be be great to hear, and that'd be a great accomplishment for you. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in John. Uh, John, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine, Robert. Um, I'm sad to hear Virgil get off so soon. I was wanting, if anybody knows how to get in touch with him, call Virgil back and tell him to come on back on the show. I wanted to ask him, out of all the years that he was in office, if there was an official track for redress of grievance. And then I wanted to also well, touch base. Real, real quick, uh, real, real, real quick, John. Uh, if you want to, here's like an, I can answer your question you just you just had. Uh, no, if you want, uh, go. Real quick, go, go to the Bard's Logic. Uh, here's one way to do it: is go to the Bard's Logic contact page. Send me the question that you have. Uh, you could do the go to the contact page. Send me the question you have. I can call Virgil because that's how I contact. I mean, I I call him on his, on his home or, or cell phone, uh, and then I can ask him the question. Him and I will, you know, I'll, I'll talk with him frankly, and then you know, bring the question up <laughs> that he'll have. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll get the answer for you, uh, and, and see you know, and then convey it to you. So that, that's how you can write down the question for me, or, or send me through it to the, the the website, and then I can ask him for it the next time we talk. I'll just I'll call him probably maybe this weekend or or sometime early next week and ask him about it. But go ahead, John. No, that's okay. I just wanted to hear his um, perspective on it, and I wanted to ask him if um, he would also include making sure that not only do we balance the budget, but we also help make sure that all of the people that are on any kind of social welfare program or what have able means to be able to get off of the dole, so that way our debt doesn't continue to go up from that perspective as well. It's not just going up from that standpoint, you know, as far as the immigration, refugees and whatnot, it's also going up because we keep having to hand out all these bailouts and all these subsidies and all these um, social welfare programs, and these people deserve a quality of life that's worth living, and we just got to figure out how to make a, you know. But anyway, I just wanted to get his feedback on that and see if he would include that. Back to you, Robert. Okay, as I said, I mean, if you, you know, if, if you want me to ask him, just you know, send me the message. I'll I'll, I'll get his, his take on it and. And I'll convey it to you. And so I do see there's about five minutes uh, to, uh, you know, our discussion here about the, the Health Care Act. And, and, you know, one of the things I didn't see a lot of, um, and Virgil touched on a little bit, is the 
you know, inter, you know, interstate uh, competition. I, I don't, and I've got an article up. I mean, it's it's kind of lengthy, so we you know, maybe I'll just post it on the Bard's Logic uh, page there on Facebook. Uh, and perhaps I'm going to, you know, I, I do have a, a place on the website I can uh, post as well. Just it's just faster to go to the the, the Facebook page and, and post the articles that I have. Uh, some of which I've got um, myself. Some of which, uh, thank you very much, Dr. Tolbert, uh, came from from you. Uh, that I've read, uh, you know, for tonight's show, and we'll, we'll get those posted on there. <clears throat> but I'd like to see, you know, more of that. Mike, as I said, my, as I said earlier, is it's going to the Senate, and I mean, is this really truly going to be uh, a repeal of Obama? Yeah, you know, it's going to have a lot of ways. It's going to be, uh, you know, repealing some of Obamacare. And, and but is it just putting Obamacare with, you know, basically Trump's name on it? And, as I said, my biggest concern is I don't want them to rush through this. You know, kind of like what the Democrats did. Remember they, how they rushed it through. My concern is, is the Republicans are going to do the same just to say they could put that uh, that policy head basically on their mantle and be able to uh, say, "Oh, look, we did it, we did it." I mean, remember how many? I, I think about it, folks. And I mean, I do want to see Obamacare go away, uh, but remember, folks, how long the the Democrats, you know, and more than just the Obama administration. I mean, they were trying to get a health care like Obamacare passed since the 80s. Uh, they were trying to get that, you know, since the 80s. So, uh, and they've been planning it that long. And I'm not saying it should take 30 years to repeal and replace uh, Obamacare. I'm just saying he's been in office, what, 92 days? Well, not 92, 110 days or something of that nature, 113 days. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. If you're going to do something, especially this massive, I mean, from my understanding, the health care, uh, what one sixth of our economy? So with something that large, you want to make if you're going to do it, that's fine doing it, but make sure that you're going to do it right. Um, and I don't mean politically right, which well, actually the way I do. <laughs> but I mean, but you do have it. I think that'd be a good segue. Uh, it's a little early into our next topic. Is that is doing it right? I mean, are the Republicans are they really in power? I mean, they have the House, they have the Senate. They have the presidency, but then you see the, 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 the previous budget, and then you see the, uh, you know, and you see this, this new health care, at least they may, you know, on the, on the House side. And you heard from Virgil, who you know, is basically saying they're afraid of the media, and they still are. And not only just national media like CNNs and, and you know, CNN, MSNBC and things of that nature, but he, he made a very, Virgil made a very good point in that you don't want your local news. You know, in your states and in your cities, uh, he, he could be blasting as well because, you know, how many people watch the, the nightly news at night? And, it, and, it's, and it's all, you know, anti-Trump, pretty much anti, uh, you know, anti-Republican, anti-conservative. I mean, even on TV, there's a TV show I've been watching <coughs> called uh, – and I thought I was be able to watch a, a quasi-political show without get, getting uh, too political, and that was uh, Designated Survivor, but – it's starting to get really liberal. I may even start to not, you know, I mean, not start to not watch the show, but you know, just you know, stop watching the show altogether. We'll see. But anyway, so not just the media, and, and that's another thing. And when I mean the media, we're talking about you know news outlets, things of that nature. Uh, but you also have you know, like you know, television, which I think they're trying more and more to have television. I'm not just talking about the news shows. I'm talking about television programs, and they've been doing this for decades. But I think they're even, you know, more so double redoubling their efforts to even have, you know, TV programs uh, put out a narrative. 
and then you've got your coming. Look at Colbert the other night, the way he uh, just kind of went off. You know, I mean, I don't even watch these guys. I don't even watch Saturday Night Live, but just the way that they go off. So, I mean, does, does the media really have control, or is it something else? I mean, do the Republicans? And, and of course, he just fired James Comey. And of course, there's controversy and backlash uh, from that, and we could touch on that as well. Um, well, it looks like we we, we lost uh, Dr. Q's uh, line again. Hopefully he'll be able to call us in. But let's go ahead and bring it over uh, to you, Susan, uh, first. And, you know, who do you think at this point, do you think that really is the Republicans are in power? They're maybe just showing or Trump showing his power now by firing Comey? Or do you think it's uh, something or someone else? Or what's your thoughts? I still see uh, there, uh, Susan. Okay, well, let's go ahead and uh, Dr. Colbert. Oh. Oh, there you are, I Susan. I guess it's been, I know, is there a lag or something? Do we got a lag on, on I, people I, answering? Or? I pushed the mute button accidentally. <laughs> oh, you're taking you're taking Cindy's place. She, she's she got a – she does that sometimes, but unfortunately sometimes Cindy hangs up on herself when she does that. Go ahead, Cindy. Uh, uh, no, I'm just calling you Cindy. Go ahead, Susan. <laughs> Um, well, at one point, President Bush announced his new foreign policy would help build a new world order. And um, I, I believe in the new world order. So really, it's not a matter of Republicans and Democrats, but it's who they worship and who they obey. You know, and they obey. Even Phyllis Schaffley talked about that. And um, I, so, you know, it was the Council on Foreign Relations. Everything's going back to the U.S. Federal Reserve, which later formed the Council on Foreign Relations, or your shadow government. Uh, so this is what I believe. You know, the Illuminati, the Rothschilds, all that. It's all put together. And so I just believe these people are the majority, not all of them, like Ron Paul or anything, are, are servants of their puppets that are being uh, used by the New World Order. So I, that's how I feel. I mean, it's just whichever one at the moment, and they allow it, and then the next one steps in and does it a little different, and then uh, the next one, and the next one. And they just kind of exchange places and ebb and flow. So that's how I look at it. I don't think there's really a control by an R or a D. I think it's just who they serve. Pretty much it for me. Uh, He mentioned, uh, several people have mentioned this, uh, what do you call it, uh, controlling the economy or needing a balanced budget. That's uh, that's the term that was used. Again, I want to say, I don't care if it's virtual good or who it is, if you do, if you call for a convention of states, that ain't going to change it. You just need to follow the Constitution. There doesn't need to be a balanced budget if you force their hand to follow the Constitution. Simple and plain. There's no need for a balanced budget if you do that. Well, but you can. Oh well, I, no, I'd have to disagree with that, and this is why, Susan. You know, I respectfully disagree because I think you need a budget, a balanced budget amendment, because that's going to be the only way to make them do it, unless, unless. You, you know, unless you 
it's not going to make them do it. They're just, they're not. You're going to have to have something that's going to force them to do it. Money that's allocated to foreign countries is all unconstitutional, for example. For government agencies and bureaus is unconstitutional. It's all unconstitutional. And we have to force it by, uh, through the people we elect and to hold their feet to the fire. But how many people understand or know it? You know, how many really do? So, if Bush will state that it's just a white blind piece of paper, I mean, how many others are going to respect it? No, they're not. I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat. We need to... Uh, our congressmen and women are rewarded by Wall Street and corporations. They pass on constitutional legislation. Uh, and you can't reward these criminals. You need to prosecute them. So that's, it becomes a matter of making we, the people, see that they need to prosecute them. That it can, the Congress can only spend money on those things authorized by the Constitution. And that's the problem. And people who elect an idiot like Mikeson in my state, they don't see that, you know, he really doesn't follow the Constitution. Uh, therefore, for me, I believe everybody has to take a constitutional test. They need to be able to answer, or or they don't get to run for office. They simply don't. I think that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's what Maya Kelly used to say back when we were doing a lot of election uh, election shows. Go ahead. Well, he's right. I agree with him. Oh, well. Go ahead. That's that's it for me. Well, no, no, Dr. Colbert, we've we've talked, uh, or you've talked, you know, on different shows about, you know, who's kind of behind the scenes on things. And, I mean, do you think that, you know, all the things we see going on with with, with Congress and the Senate, uh, I mean, is that just a a smoke screen? We're just going to keep getting... You know, pretty much the status quo. I mean, I know a lot of hope when Trump got in there was that Trump was going to shake things up. He's going to drain the swamp. And I mean, I think maybe Comey getting out of there is a sign that he's ready to drain the swamp. Um, but he's only, you know, he's only one man. I mean, one of the things, uh, one person. I mean, I know one of the things we're going to have to do. You know, and you know, people are looking already for the the next election in 2018. Uh, I mean. When are we going to get the people to, to get rid of people such as like John McCain? For I mean, I think he's not going to run anymore anyway. I wish that he wouldn't have. I think he. I wish he would have been out of the picture forty years ago myself. Uh, but I mean, what do we kind of? I mean, on her point, on Susan's point, I mean, and we've been saying this for a while. Is I mean, we got to just vote, you know, people more like us in. But it just doesn't seem like. Uh, that's something that's going to happen. Maybe even feasible, but I mean, that's kind of a side point. Uh, of you know who's, who's in control right now? Uh, is it the media? Is it you know something even more so behind the scenes? And 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 is and are there if there are someone behind the scenes? I mean, are is the media involved in that too? Go ahead. Yeah, you know to, to get where you're going with this, the media is being uh, uh, blackened, where they're not going to be part of what's going on, because Trump realizes and has come to the conclusion that the media is actually undermining the office of the president, which is taking, as Susan would say, to the one world power under the Illuminati's 
and the Jesuits and the Freemasons and whatever they want to get into. But the key is if you look at what Trump did with EPA, when you look at what he's done by backing off of the uh, the um, uh, French uh, Climate Accord, which was part of the Illuminati's and part of everything else, because once that got took place, you lost your, your water rights, you lost other rights under the climate control. So the real question is, is Trump going to be able to eliminate people? Now, you have to remember, he is understaffed right Politically now. Politically eliminate, only... folks, now. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, he's, he's understaffed. He's, he's not hired the people to take over the positions. The only thing that you can do to correct the problems is the people in the states not electing the senators because the problem right now is the Senate. So when the Senate is not doing their job and the Republicans are actually joined together with the Democrats against a president who is now showing more of a independent party, if you will, or no party affiliation, you have these two other political parties coming against him. So he's now looking at individuals to be part of his staff that represent the no party rather than Republicans and Democrats. So my answer to everybody is you need to stand back and just think about how and what you would do in a leadership position, how you would handle replacement and staff personnel, how do you handle the press? Well, you don't let the press involved in things. It's one of our problems right now. The press is pulled up uh, calmly, and the Democrat and Republican Party's comments in 2016 against the director of the FBI, you would find that not one person liked the director of FBI until after Trump fired the guy. So when we look at something from our viewpoint, we take a different perspective. We look at it, what is the big picture? And so that's one of the reasons why my resume went and a file folder was actually carried and set down in front of the president and the review went on because our viewpoint is we're not going to take a Democrat or Republican viewpoint. We're going to take the overall viewpoint of everything. For example, let's go to North Korea. South Korea is telling the United States to back away. Well, what people don't understand is China and Russia are getting together with North with South Korea. They're putting pressure on North Korea. It's going to save the North Korea's president's face because they're not going to say they buckled into the United States, but they agreed with North South Korea and China, which means that they get to come out of it looking good. The United States gets to accomplish what it wants to do. So diplomacy is, is a way of doing things that people don't fully understand. But like you don't know that Russia has the highest number of pl- uh, political and prisoners from North Korea. You, you don't know that the uh, – why is South Korea now on supporting of North Korea? So there's a lot of things going on underlying that the press is not telling you about, and they're not giving you the big picture. So ignore everything in the newspaper and on television. And at this time, we do have uh, Kelly on the line, so let's go ahead and get Kelly in. Uh, thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing okay. I'm actually up in Oregon right now. So Oregon? That's Oregon, yes. And are you planning a trip to Nebraska coming in August? Uh, I'd like <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. And you too, uh, you, you too, Susan. I know you're not too, you're not as far from uh, Nebraska, which I will be in Nebraska this coming uh, August between August 20th and the 25th. Go ahead, Kelly. <laughs> um, mm. Well, all sorts of uh, topics have been brought up. Um, hey, well, let's just thank everybody. This is kind of interesting. Talked to a Marine this weekend. Um, and he says that Trump is sending the SEAL teams all over the world, taking out the top brass and of the jihads. And that's why that one um, uh, SEAL got killed in uh, Yemen. Because they're on these missions to this stuff. Um, so that, I know, well, that's real interesting. Um, except the Ron Paul part of me is wanting to say we are we are making more enemies than we can kill. You uh I agree. person. Yeah, you know, we, we you make uh somewhat a martyr, twelve will rise up in his stead. So it's a rather interesting scenario going on. Um let's see what else. Health care, oh gosh. That's a states rights issue. I mean I'm sorry. And I you know, thinking back, I, w- I wish, I wish I could go back, you know, in, in a time machine, you know, like the movie Back to the Future with that mad professor guy, mm-hmm. and say, you know, okay, I know you guys have been away from your family for a long time while you're writing the Constitution, but I want to tell you what's going to happen in America from 1976, which will be 200 years. Of course, they say what? I mean, the country for the last 200 years? Oh yeah. Made a few major world wars, banksters and depressions and all sorts of things. But anyway, guys, spend another month and really think through some of these things. Maybe you should have an issue on moral issues. Um, moral issues are completely up to the state. One sentence, please. Um, the idea of, of a patent, of course has been one of the pinnacles for our standard of living. But what happens is the abuse, and we'll get to healthcare because it relates, what happens, well, healthcare somewhat relates because, well, it's a forced sale of a product to the government. Why is it, this is a libertarian part of me, why is it that somebody thinks they can force me to buy car insurance, force me to put on a helmet, ride a motorcycle, or force me to... Wear my seatbelt. I mean, I do anyway, yeah. but I think it's stupid to me. Well, make a law what people would already do. Make a law that's already in their best interests, you know? Oh, that's right. The problem is the state doesn't want to have to pay for all this disability and uh, Social Security and benefits, Medicare, Medi-Cal. So as a state like California, they decide, oh, you know, well, we came out with a study that people buy uh, if, if – if people will wear their safety belts, the state as a business will save uh, millions and millions and over time billions oh, yeah. of dollars a year. So you can see where this logic comes from. But the problem with that is that we've opened the door to socialism. And so anyway, it's frustrating. But back to the patents. Um, the patent idea, I, I would love to know the founding fathers' intentions of patents because I'm assuming under the laws of fare or government hands off, with business, that it, the patent meant 
of a private sale right, and a private purchase of a product. And, and so when you have a a product that's patented and all of a sudden you get the government buying all sorts of it, all sorts of it, somebody becomes an instant millionaire. Safety products. I've I've had this discussion before on your show. I know, but but I you know maybe rewrite the patent clause that if uh, uh, the patent doesn't apply when the government's purchasing it. You know, so if somebody has Microsoft Windows or what have you, and they want to sell to the government, guess what? Anybody and their brother can invent the same thinking device and sell to the government at a lower cost. Um, this is it, it has allowed these these patents where the government purchased tons and tons and tons of whatever product. Um, when the government does this, somebody becomes an instant multimillionaire. Of course, some people use that money for good. Some people use it for evil. But it's like, oh, I wish I could have went back in time and said, Founding Fathers, wait through another month. There's some more issues. There's some more issues. Um, he put a minimum ratio on the representatives, which is like 30, I think it's one per 30,000. Well, now we're up to like one per million. Like, no, put a cap on it. One cell range between one to 30,000, one to 50,000, not get to a million. Because then when you're at a ratio of like one to a million, meaning one congressman per million people, when you have that kind of ratio, the only people that will get the attention of a congressman would be wealthy special interests. Unbelievable! It's just, it's just really, um, it's just frustrating. Yeah, it's kind of catch twenty two. You'd like to have more representation, and in turn, I guess that would mean more representatives. But then we got to pay all these more people more salaries and more money. That's going to go for these guys over bloated wallets. Well, actually, New Hampshire. No, this is what's stunning. New Hampshire has the lowest representation ratio of any state, one per thirty two hundred people. They have a high turnover rate. For about 5,000, probably less, you can get elected. They don't meet all year. They're actually in the process of repealing laws right now. They don't have safety belt laws, helmet laws. They don't, you don't have to buy insurance. You, don't, uh, you can introduce uh, jury nullification in court. And well, let's go to California. I, I know I mentioned this before, but it's a stunning ratio. One assemblyman for 500,000 people. Good luck competing with a half a million people. Unless you're a special interest to help them get reelected. State House Senate in California, one per million. Good luck competing with a million pe- people for the attention of a State House Senator. Oh, unless you're a special interest like the Sierra Club. Okay. Well, the good news. This is exciting good news. On Monday, um, on Monday, a group of people called Citizens for Fair Representation filed a lawsuit in federal court against the state. I know the author. I want to get him on the air sometime. So in in, um, this lawsuit, we're saying, hey, people who have been born and raised here since the 70s, one of the plaintiffs, I know him personally, one of the plaintiffs says, look, my, my vote has been diluted terribly. So what they're shooting for with the lawsuit and I guess they serve the state today, the Secretary of State. Um, what they're shooting for is one state house assemblyman from every county, 
one state house senator from every county. And then the ratio would come back down from half a million to about 32,000. We would, um, there's a big stadium in Sacramento. It's called Arco Arena. If that ratio happened, you would have an arena of congressmen, well, assemblymen, okay? I know that wow. sounds a little odd, <laughs> but it would, but no, I mean, well, it would look like, you know, like in Star Wars when they had the the government of the republic, you know, and, and all, right. all the people mm-hmm. everywhere in kind of like a stadium. Yeah. Well, yeah, it did kind of look like have. that, didn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. It, well, it was huge, obviously. Well, I guess and, and it'd be harder to buy people off because if you just buy one, you know what I mean? Big deal. You'd have to buy kind of a, a cadre of them off in order to be effective. Oh yeah, I mean, again, patent product, be it a safety product, what have you. Uh, private sector, they're not going to buy it. I mean, come on, I, I got the common sense. You're not going to force me to buy this. You just have a special... Um, assemblyman that you want to introduce the bill, you hire a lobbyist, bam, sales go skyrocketing, profit goes through the ceiling. But if you have literally, um, what is it? We got, I think, 44, is it 44 assemblymen? And eight, there are no, 88 assemblymen and 44 uh, state house senators. Like, what the heck? Just, oh my gosh. But yeah, you're right, Robert. With, with many, with a plethora of assemblymen, a, a, a plethora of uh, legislative representatives, guess what? It gets really hard to uh, do the lobbyist thing. And you'd be more in touch with the people. You wouldn't have to spend... But how would, you not, how would you pay it for all those guys though, and gals? <laughs> okay, well, let's just look at the numbers, okay? One per 30,000, all right? One per 30,000, pay them 60,000 a year. What, okay, so one per thirty. Oh, they're 000. not going to do that for sixty thousand a year. Are you kidding? Oh, <laughs> oh no, I mean no. Well, yeah, some of them will because they they really care about people. But you, you do a two point oh multiplier. That's one hundred twenty. So what would it cost for your? What would it cost for a, a representative? Um, what would it cost each person per year? I say. Oh, that's right. Four dollars a year. Four dollars a year. Thirty thousand. Again, that's one hundred twenty thousand dollars. You know, your 2.0 multiplier business, and they have $60,000 a year salary. Would you pay $4 a year to have a lot more reasonable access to your representatives? I mean, I've asked people locally this question, and they're like, yeah. Okay, so Mm -hmm. what the heck? You know, I'd even pay 10 bucks a year. Oh, wait, no, 12. I'll pay $12 a year. Oh, shoot, I'd pay... pay, I'm not going to go into the weeds, but I'd pay more than that per year to... Pay for a school that I don't even send my kid to. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Brilliant point. I pay twelve dollars a year. Oh, gee, that's a dollar a month to have access to a representative. By the way, what's going to happen? Well, my twelve dollar a year investment would obviously reduce an enormous amount of spending. What a concept! Reduce the spending, which reduces taxes, which therefore would probably be an actual positive. ROI or return on investment. So why aren't we doing this? Well, hopefully the lawsuit will get adjudicated within a couple of years, and we're going to start to see California change. Change isn't change in your pocket. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All that too, but but yeah, very possibly 
California may not be just so strange to the rest of the country. I mean, in the Ninth Circuit Court, I mean, the Ninth Circuit Court, um, yeah. you know, it, it's a lot of things could really change. And hopefully, yeah, we, uh, go ahead. Well, yeah, John. I, was just, I just wanted to ask you, what you're, are you saying $12 more than the taxes you're paying now that's supposed to be paying for those people or get rid of the taxes you're already paying and just pay them 12 bucks? <laughs> Either way, the cost comes down to 12 bucks per a uh, dollar a month for more reasonable access. I would gladly pay. Yeah, here's 12 bucks. You know, I would gladly pay 12 bucks to have representation because also in the big in the big picture, oh, this is a healthcare thing about California. I'll tell you about it in a second. But in the bigger picture, the government's not going to grow. It's not going to waste money uh, as much. It's not going to waste as much money. I'm not going to have to be forced to buy products and the cost of everything. I mean, the building code, now we have to add freaking uh, one inch of foam on the outside. Where, oh, wait, we already got insula- insulation everywhere. One inch of foam. This is a you know, the building code. What happened? Oh, the foam companies like Owen Corning are just, just Bam, they just bumped up their millions again. All, a lot of this crap is going to stop. Another advantage when you have more representatives is they have time to do one of their most fundamental duties, which is to investigate the, uh, the operations of the executive branch. Oh, what a concept. Congressional oversight or assembly oversight, legislative oversight over the executive. That's a big part of their job. Well, I think there'd be more. Yeah, there'd be lot, hopefully you, you, would, you would think there'd be less corruption as too. Especially with what we're seeing with all you know, all this, you know, so-called investigations and special prosecutors for all this BS going on about, uh, you know, the collusion thing that's been going on for eight, going on nine months now with no evidence. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So there's multiple endless advantages of of this uh, lowering the representation ratio, and um, so you know, look at the free state New Hampshire. Yeah. So anyway. Um, there's another point I was going to make. Oh, California, California healthcare. Oh boy, this is unbelievable. The evil corporations, what they're up to. You know, if you were a business and you were, if you were, if you were a big business, if you were a big business and uh, you're, you're, you're nationwide competing with with other um, competitors, you know, like the auto insurance, you know, for example, Progressive, uh, all over the country, uh, Geico, all over the country. If you could have your way, wouldn't you love to go to a state legislature and say, only the automobile insurance companies that are based in California can sell their product in California. If you're not based in there, you're sorry, you're sorry. Guess what? That monopoly in California is going to skyrocket their, their uh, costs, uh, you know, skyrocket profits onto the consumer. Well, guess what? That's what they're trying to do in the California legislature with health care. Only California healthcare is going to be allowed to be sold in California. Oh, guess what? Mm. They already did that with gasoline. And, and oh, well, the law is a little more subtle. Only oil processed, only gasoline processed from California refineries can be sold in California. We have the highest price of gas in the nation. Surprise! And we're democratically controlled in the House, you know, in the legislature here. So, you know, of course, the left will say, oh, they're Republicans and they're greedy corporations. Uh, exhibit A, California, Democrats. For how long? 
And how long have we had the highest gas prices in the nation? Hello. It, 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 that's what they're trying to do here in the assembly. Well, how could you get something like that to happen? I mean, it's just it's going to have to take a vote from the people to do that because I cannot see the representative himself limiting their access to money and power. Well, it's real simple. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. So they get this bill passed, and who are the health care companies going to support when it comes to election time? Oh, that's right, the assemblyman that got the bill passed for them, not just one, two, but a whole bunch of them. The Republicans, of course, are more business favor. Uh, favorable, of course they'd say, well, yeah, let's let, let's let healthcare companies from other states come in as the best interest of people. Look out for your state now. It's, it's an inside gig. And, and so it's really mind-blowing. Now, if we had more representatives in the state house, guess what? This bill would, would be dead already. Well, I, I'm... And you might like this, uh, John. I mean, I really like the idea if it could be done. I mean, there's no way. To... <clears throat> I'll tell you what, if I can't get rid of this call. But anyway, you know, I mean, I've always have liked the idea. You know, it, it's not really feasible. But I think on as many things as we can is to have referendum. You know, I mean, I really like the idea. Actually, we're going to try to uh, – actually, not this year after this election cycle uh, here in the city. I was, I was talking to one of somebody from city council who uh, – we were briefly discussing about me spearheading uh, an idea, you know, about uh, you know certain you know term limits, uh, you know, here and, and, and some other things. But you know, be uh, working on on spearheading also maybe some represent you know proportional representation uh, here, preferential voting, th- things of that nature, uh, and, and then you know of course working towards you know more do- doing some referendums on some things. Uh, but I mean, so I really do like uh, the idea of. Or friend, I mean, I don't believe that the politicians would ever vote themselves to have less power. I mean, I mean, they won't, they won't even vote themselves to have uh, term limits. Or heck, how about when they vote? The, how about when they vote themselves a raise? I mean, how, how many people on the call, whether you're listening live or whether you're listening on the podcast, would love to decide to give uh, to give yourself a raise? Like, yeah, I think you know, I'm going to get a bunch of my colleagues together, and we're going to say, you know what? Uh, let's give our let, let's give ourselves a raise. <laughs> you know, I mean, that'd be nice. Or just, or just, you know, you know, you got to wait five years in a lot of companies if that even have a pension, right, to be fully vested. But you, you know, you have to work five years to be vested, and then if you want to be have health insurance, you have to be with the company for ten years or whatever. You could be a congressman for for one term, and then, through my understanding, you have a you know a full pension and health care for the rest of your life, paid for by us, <laughs> the taxpayer. Um, Robert? Yeah, mm-hmm. Robert? I'm sorry? Can you hear me? I can hear you, Susan. Go um, ahead. Okay, 435 representatives cannot faithfully represent 300 million Americans. The framers of the Constitution and Bill of Rights intended the total population of congressional districts never exceed 50 to 60,000. But the average population is nearly 700,000. Principle of proportionally equitable representation has been abandoned. So they showed charts and stuff like that, which it's in the Constitution Club, and it is really, really interesting. 
So he 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 believes that of course we sh- the district's population should go along with the general population. So how does the number of representatives become fixed at 435? So you know we are getting we are getting good representation. That's the first thing I want to <clears throat> point out. The second thing is I am glad that what's his buckets got fired. Tony, Tony, I pronounce it because oh, yeah. he was. He was behind and associated with that mess that happened in Mallor with Finnick and Lavoie in Mallor County. The FBI didn't investigate. They weren't investigating. They were supposed to be. Everything was, you know, um, the bullets were fired. Some of them were the FBI hostage rescue team operators. And uh, although they supposedly their bullets didn't hit anything or anyone, they were supposed to have had the real deal, all the videos and everything, and they kind of fell by the wayside. So because he was associated with both messes, the one in Nevada and then in Malher, I have absolutely no respect for him. You know, anybody associated with that, I wish the whole FBI was fired, that had anything to do with it, either, either situation. So I have no sympathy for anybody connected to the FBI, none at all. I think it should be done away with or revamped or whatever it's be. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it should so, be revamped. I mean, I think, you know, Comey should have gone, I think Comey should have been gone a long time ago. But as Dr. Tolbert pointed out, I mean, there's there's certain things that have to be done, you know, and there's a process of, of getting some things done. <laughs> of course, you know, I mean, the, the timing of it, you know, I'm not saying I think there's any kind of suspicions of it, but, you know, I guess because it was a couple of days, I believe, uh, before some kind of hearing, there's something of that nature about the whole collusion thing, which I can't – well, I guess I can believe that it's still a topic even though <clears> – excuse <throat> me, you know, after what, eight, nine – it's probably about nine months now that there has been any shred of actual evidence that there's been any kind of collusion. And frankly, I'm getting tired of it. You know, I want to hear about, you know, how are you guys going to do the, the, you know, the people's work instead of, you know, all, all this, you know, argument stuff going on. Uh, and so – you know that's that, that, that's where I'm on that. Yeah. You know I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing about the you. whole. Well, and, and yeah, the kill me. He should he should have been going a long time ago. Uh, and now the timing is kind of interesting. I don't think you know it's just you know a full blown conspiracy or whatever that the way the the Democrats uh, want to frame it. Uh, but you know the the timing of it. it Seems <laughs> special. I mean, I, I, I just don't think Trump Trump cares. You know, I mean, but but also, you know, who knows if someone else was advising him? I mean, I don't I don't trust him. You know, unfortunately, you know, there's there's a number of people that Trump has surrounded himself with that I really do not trust. Uh, one of which, you know, is uh, now I haven't heard much from Rince Priebus uh, lately, uh, but uh, you know, Paul Ryan. I mean, I never trusted that guy. I still don't. Um, and then actually that's going to be part of our next segment about, uh, you know, there's a possible, there's a possibility or at least some, you know, an article I've got here and we'll uh, go over later, uh, that talks about, and Kelly, I see you're back on the line. I got your, your mic open. Uh, but anyway, uh, talks about a possible behind the scenes, uh, conspiracy going on, uh, to actually remove, uh, Donald Trump using, uh, the 25th amendment. And we'll be talking more about that. And uh, the next segment. 
So Kelly, as I said, I got you. I got you back on there. And I do see some other folks on the line. Uh, we are reaching uh, what's called the extended period at the top of the hour, which also we lovingly call Bard's Logic After Dark. Uh, so uh, just make sure that if your phone's a low on battery, you get the make sure it's charged. So because after the next uh, 23 minutes, and if your call drops, unfortunately. Uh, you will not be able to get back in the show. And also, if you'd like to get in and join our roundtable discussion here, just push the number one on your phone dial, and uh, I'll get you into the show uh, where you can join us for our roundtable discussion. So anyway, so that will be what we'll you know talk about at the top of the hour, and I'm sure as well as uh, some other topics as we uh, go astray from from what our original topic was saying. But as I said, I see so. Each show, I mean that that's fine. But let's go ahead and bring it back to you, Dr. October. We haven't heard from you for a bit. Uh, so as we, uh, as I said, do that on our roundtable discussion, let's bring it back to you. Yeah, I, I just want to bring up one thing Kelly was talking about, and that was the seatbelt law. And in Europe, in Germany especially, there is no seatbelt law or speed limits, and and the autobahn. And the reason for that is that the citizens determined that if you rule and control things over us, we will go back to a socialist country. So the government said, okay. But what the insurance company says, that if you have an accident and you're not wearing your seatbelt, we won't pay you. So the government said, okay, we're not going to enforce a law for seatbelt. And the insurance company says, but if you don't wear it, we're not going to pay the settlement for your injuries. So here's where business can control and the federal government is not in control by giving the control. So, you know, our insurance rates, what we're doing, the medical, the lobbyists and all these other things are taking you into a socialist forum uh, when Trump is looking at downsize. Uh, for example, everybody's talking Obamacare right now, but it's really about how do you just tell Donald Trump, uh, follow it against the Supreme Court as the executive branch, that it is not according to the Constitution. Let the Supreme Court inform Congress that it is not a legitimate uh, argument. Uh, let the state governors who have trying to force the other states to pay for their uh, protection of their own people rather than the states paying for it themselves. We're losing the power of a federalism. Uh, we're heading toward that thing. We're very heavily involved in Venezuela. We got involved in them in January, uh, which is a socialist, and I sold multi-million dollar airplanes there in the 1990s. And so now where America's heading is where Venezuela went to. They went into the Supreme Court ruled that the Congress has no power. So now our United States Supreme Court is taking power over the federal government. They're taking power over the states. They're taking power over the executive branch. So we're heading in the same direction. Trump is now working with Venezuela, uh, the people in charge of aggression. And we are going to find ourselves more involved in switching Venezuela back into a non-socialist nation. So there's a lot of underlying things going on that everybody is being distracted with. And, of course, the FBI uh, guy who should have been released or not released under the Obama administration, 
but was kept because he was being bought off. And this is going to all come out with fraudulent documents, uh, false testifying. He is going in front of the uh, the House next week. He will be testifying on FBI person. Uh, but the point is, you're going to get nobody's going to tell the truth. Uh, it's the way it is. They're going to try to undermine Trump. Uh, whether he should or should not be undermined is not open to discussion. He is the president of the United States, and you guys allowed the Obama, who was a uh, a Muslim Brotherhood, who was uh, part of the Illuminati movement, who was uh, funding uh, Iraq or uh, Iran uh, through multi millions dollars. Uh, to build up their war supplies, and yet not one person went against uh, Obama. And now you're talking about a guy that is at least, in some respects, uh, perspective, is actually following more in line of the Constitution than any president in the last 50 years. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, say the same I, I thing. Have... And, and, but... Yeah, you know, uh, Mr. Tobin, socialism, you know, it does actually work in two unique scenarios. One, where everybody lives for everybody else 24-7. You know, the love your neighbor as yourself kind of a thing. Oh, that's right. If that was the case, it really would be government. But, okay, 24-7, 365, yeah, everybody's living for everybody else. Okay, well, obviously human condition, that ain't going to happen. All right, but the other situation, it has been proven effective, and it does work. See, uh, Stalin murdered about 30 million people. After that, there was plenty of food, housing, and clothing to go around. And the National Socialist Party of Nazi Germany, yeah, yeah, millions. And plenty of food, housing, and clothing to go around. Mao, same thing. See, it works. It works. <laughs> um, just in America, we just happen to like living. Um, <laughs> so... Anyway, um, yeah, that was a little poked. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's not communism. It's socialism. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not socialism. It's progressive. Um, but you know how they have a lot of foothold in the minds of Americans? It's because of the corporations. Now, of course, all corporations are not evil. It all depends on who's running it. Um, Bob's Millhouse built up uh, help health food and flour uh, when he retired the next day he comes to work and he gives us all the corporation to everybody who helped build it um, there are some entities I think Trader Joe's but there are some places that you're a part owner and you hang in long enough and you you do really well but it's all in, but you know for those corporations that, that turn evil and uh, let's see uh, oh that's right there's this thing called the Sherman Antitrust Act that could deal with a lot of these problems, but it's not really happening. But the other thing I wanted to tell you that if, um, still concerns me because I haven't seen the bill on the new health care. Um, I, I don't know what's in it. I guess they're going to have to pass it for us to see what's in it. But No, um, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a libertarian. I can We've already been through that one. one. I know. Well, I'm a libertarian. I can rip on the Republicans too. But anyway, so um, one of the things. Well, I'm not a Republican either. Remember. <laughs> oh, that's right. So what, one of the things that concerns me is if they write the law, 
that a whole bunch of healthcare companies are going to go under, and, and the few remaining will do exceedingly well. And of course, they'll charge more and make more profit. Again, cloaked under some idea, a guy like safety or health, or well, everybody should be covered, and that means we get more profit. Of course, they don't tell you that. You see, he, he's ended up getting suspicious. I had a fast one pulled on me when I was a young engineer in my entry level job. And, his process plants and there's this equipment, that equipment, that equipment. I, um, you, you don't on on like with Air Force bases, we did uh, pump and treat cleanups and whatever. But you never ever in government jobs specify a specific product. It's just a no, no. You don't do that. But in calling these vendors, hey, we'll be glad to send you an example specification for your project. Oh, hey, thanks. That saved me some work. You know, a couple pages of specifications. You throw them into the, uh, the spec book, and you, you take their name off, of course. Oh, guess what? They're the only – their piece of equipment is the only piece of equipment on the planet that can meet the specifications, and therefore they have a sale. It's a little strategy. You design specifications that only one product on the planet, and they make the money. And I, looking back, this happened so many times. Oh, let us send you some example specifications. And the salesman's laughing at me because I'm this young engineer. Um, on the project. And so if healthcare people can do this, the industries, that they can write their specifications into the healthcare bill, and the congressmen who already have their stock in these healthcare companies, guess what? Oh, it's a win-win for who? Oh, yeah, healthcare companies and the uh, congressmen. But what about the American people? But they'll cloak it. They'll cloak it with, oh, to make sure everybody's covered, even uh, pre-existing conditions. <sighs> Seriously? I mean, the amount of deception going on in politics, and it, and sometimes it takes deep research and deep thought and thinking it through and talking with others. Gee, I didn't really think about it that way. Gee, I didn't think about it that way either. I had a buddy who said something brilliant about when Trump got in, why the powers that be would oppose him so much, and they still are. Oh, yeah. All this, I've got an article I'm going to read at the top of the hour I'm on that. Go ahead. Okay, so one of the reasons why the powers that be were just frightened that Trump would get in, because he wasn't one of them. And the powers that be, after 9-11, the Patriot Act, all that stuff, spying on America everywhere, whenever possible. Um, and shout out to NSA Bob. Hey, NSA Bob, how you doing? Now, they're spying on you, too, by the way, when you're <laughs> on the phone. I hope you're not having an sure, affair. Sure, Blackmail you with that. Yeah, so Mr. Mr. Bob, NSA Bob, hello. All right, but this whole system of intel that they have set up, Trump can turn it against them, look at their financial transactions, look at illegalities like, oh, let's see, uh, nations uh, investing in our elections, all sorts of whatever. If I was them, I would be really frightened that they don't have control of the information on them. They never intended. They never intended that this this system would be used against them. In fact, in uh, and a uh, cousin's husband worked. Uh, he was a uh, in the army in Korea, telling a story about how um, <coughs> how they uh, in the DMZ you get demilitarized zone in uh, Korea. Mm -hmm. um, there was a whole bunch of mines, and they would be pointed, if you will. Okay, they you know so. They were pointed north when our guys were out in the DMZ pointing the mines, and then, and then the North Koreans would uh, 
you know, at night sneak out there and take the American mine and the special pointer thing, and they point it at the Americans, they point it south. So you have, you know, and it, it was just a game. Um, it was just a game that was being played. Um, and both sides knew both sides did that. And, of course, the Army probably replaced mines with some nice corporate, uh, you know, weapon system. But that's a whole other story. But anyway, um, so it's quite amusing that with Trump being in place, the very intel system to be used against the American people is going to be turned on them. And I would bet that some oh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Well, but see, the problem, problem with such incredible technology, it's in the wrong hands. It's very dangerous. For example, you know, thinking it's through a little more, it's like, wait a minute. Um, if they have incredible intel on somebody, okay, well, remember when Hillary Clinton was going after the FBI files and 500 people? They can start mm-hmm. doing all sorts of things with this intel when somebody's running for, for candidate, and they can use it against them and shut their candidacy down by finding somebody that hated them or some affair or what have you, whatever information right. they can use to get. And their own people will be immune from this because they're on their side. So it's dangerous to have this info. It will feel a little bit of candy, candy store with this technology. Please. Well, could you imagine? Kelly. Yes. Go ahead, John. Uh, more frightening thing is because of the people that do have access, that do understand how that type of system works, you actually can set up a lot of fraudulent documentation to make you look bad when you were totally innocent. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's Here's what I was concerned that, you know, I mean, people say I shouldn't be. That's what I was concerned about this, you know, this collusion uh, investigation going on so long. It just makes me wonder, you know, are they just letting it drag so long so that someone can fabricate some type of, you know, evidence uh, in order to, you know, prove for God collusion. But, you know, I've, I've had a number of people say, oh, don't worry about it, don't worry about that. But, I mean, I still have that concern where <laughs> – that you know that could happen. And real quick programming, you know, I do see it as the top of the hour. There's about nine minutes left. And what's uh, the regular uh, portion of our show? We will be going into our extended period for what we sometimes lovingly call Bard's Logic After Dark. So make sure uh, that your phones are charged if you're on one of those, uh, so you don't lose the call. If you do lo- uh, lose the call within the next ten minutes, unfortunately, uh, you will not be able to. Uh, call back into the show uh, if you'd like to get onto the program for the rest of the, uh, the show. But what you do still have about an hour or so left. Uh, just uh, give us a call at 347-945-7428, but you'll have to call within the next eight minutes. And also don't let uh, the phone uh, uh, call drop. And also, if you'd like to get in the show, push the one on your number dial, and we'll get you in. So let's go ahead and bring it back uh, to you, John. I just wanted to make that programming note uh, before yeah, people lose time. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I, well, I just was sharing my concern from what Kelly was describing of how people that are in the know, I mean, people that are technology-wise, which there's hundreds of thousands, I mean, millions of them today, a lot of people are getting very savvy in electronics and computer technology and programming and stuff. And many people that are not quite as savvy but might be in high-ranking positions 
a lot of times they don't realize how vulnerable their security systems are at their house or even at their offices because of the type of um, either, you know, hub or switch or routing system or the, just the lack of some kind of firewall settings and setups that they do, that they actually leave their darn modems and stuff running live all the time and never shut them down. They might shut down their computer from time to time, but they don't shut down their modem. Well, people can build in those that understand. I'm not Mr. Know-it-all, but, you know, I understand some things. And people can get noticed that, hey, you turned your computer on, and then in the background just opening up certain ports on your CPU, they plant stuff on your computer, and then it, it becomes some kind of a bot machine working on their behalf, or they plant stuff that makes you look bad so that way whenever the NSA or CIA or somebody else stumbles across something else that makes them, you know, just be suspicious of what you're doing. Now you're a criminal for doing something that somebody else planted on your machine. It's and wild. real quick, wow. gentlemen, uh, 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 real, yeah, real quick, maybe we'll be able to get more of that uh, after the top of the hour. But I did get, have a message here from Dr. Colbert where uh, he's got to go in a, uh, by the top of the hour. So let's go ahead. And uh, do at least for him uh, earlier what we do at the end of the show, and that is give our fi- uh, his final thoughts uh, for this evening. And so let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Dr. Colbert. And then after that, we'll be probably into uh, our our next and last segment. And I've got an article uh, about the uh, possible conspiracy to actually remove Trump uh, that we'll be talking about uh, here uh, in our next segment. So let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Dr. Colbert. Thank you. Yeah, and I just want to bring up Obamacare and and the comments and the relationship to where it was at and where it is at now is there's less than an actual 20% change between what was and what is right now and what is being approved. So if you laid both documents side by side and you looked at the two documents that was just approved and you look at the one that was approved, even though they're both still unconstitutional, there's less than a 20% change. So when they redirected some of these items back into the states, they really didn't do it the way they should have, and they didn't follow it the way they should have. And so if the people of the audience want to take and get the documents, they can pull it up. It's very easy to do. You just... Uh, go into the Senate and you say you want a copy of the document for the uh, uh, the health care program, you can read it. But it has been determined, and for the audience, again, there is no major changes. There's a few words. There's a few restructuring. But overall... It's pretty it's much just amendments, than, isn't it? Say again? Isn't the bill pretty much just amendments to the Obama health care? Exactly right, and that's why it's only about 20% actual amendments. They did not do what they should have done. It should have been totally thrown out. Uh, And rewritten. We're going to try to force uh, the president to file a court case against the Supreme Court and the Congress as the executive that it is a state responsibility, and we're going to try to get the governors of the states to recognize that under a federalism, they're breaching the Constitution with the health care, as they are with education, transportation, EPA, and on and on and on. And we've actually shown 
that the Civil War and, you know, in, in closing is the 13 states that went against the federal government under the Civil War did it because of the breach of the Tenth Amendment, and we're right back in that same position again. I appreciate it, uh, Robert, having the opportunity to talk on your show. Uh, kind of keep track of us on calltoduty.org. We'll be posting a couple letters in a couple of weeks that will kind of surprise a lot of people. Uh, we're sending them out only to a few people right now, but uh, there's some things going on at the White House that we may be more of a part of than we thought we were going to be. So God bless you guys, and I hope you all have a great night. You too, Dr. Well, thank you very much for coming to the show. We always uh, appreciate your contributions, and uh, I'm looking forward to more of your emails and those updates, and definitely uh, the calloftheduty.com, correct? Yeah, calltoduty.org. Oh, call to duty.org. Thank you. Yes, sir. Is that, a, play, is that a play? Is that a PlayStation game? It, exactly. <laughs> Back to In fact, if you look, you look at Make America Great, and you look at uh, Citizens for a Amer- uh, Better America, and you look at Call to Duty dot uh, org. There's many people trying to copy our site, so we're still out there. It's actually long name is Citizens for a Better America. Uh, CFAB America. Yeah, I typed, I, I typed in call to duty.org and it came up www.cfa uh, cfabamerica.com. Right. It comes up, yes, because what we've done, we've attached seven different names to the main website, cfabamerica.com. So our call to duty and our email, which is also the CFAB at Gmail, we all actually went to Citizens for America CFA at calltoduty.org also. So we're we're converting everything over to call to duty because we believe that the American people, and as people may not know, I am a retired master sergeant, Vietnam veteran. I do understand what's going on in the Far East. I am a pastor with degrees in theology. I do have a doctor in education, and there are negative sides to all of our life, and I'm sure that one day the Congress and the multimedia will finally write about me when they tried to look at my past and say, gee, we don't want this guy in there. Well, just because well, they, they, don't, 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 they, they, they don't, that's the way we don't. <laughs> well, they don't, want you, they don't want you in place because, like, you believe in God, so, you know, and you help well, people. That, but, uh, yeah, and that's why we've sent Roy Moore. We just on, When you go to our website... <laughs> going to find the uh, letter that we sent uh, to the uh, uh, new chief justice uh, concerning the uh, the right to merit violation of the Florida laws, uh, the violation of first, 14th, and 10th Amendment. That one's going out. It's also going out to the director of personnel, uh, John uh, DeStanforno. I keep pronouncing it D- DeStanforno. I'll get that right. Uh, we're, we're actually <laughs> right. Yeah, hey, we're Dr. writing Dr. the. Dr. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, well, it's so awesome. I just, I just realized something that if, if you get into this position, I would love to send you some essays on the grand jury and its ability to drain the swamp, and that would be, I mean, I, I sent Trump my book years ago, but um, it's really. <clears throat> I wish we had time. Robert, could you give him my contact info so maybe we can talk off air? 
No, Robert can sure. uh, email me, get my email. And it's also, mm-hmm. the email is uh, CFA uh, at uh, Gmail, not Gmail, calledtoduty.org. So just CFA at calledtoduty.org. Go to my website, calledtoduty.com. There's also my information. You can send it to me, and I would appreciate it because we write a lot of letters and send it out to a lot of people. We're going to hit all 100 senators uh, uh, 50 governors. Uh, one of the things I'm trying to get, if and when I believe is going to take happen, mm-hmm. is I want to sit down with the 50 governors and explain to them the Constitution under federalism. Uh, I want them to We're take on the We're trying to get Matt Bevin from Kentucky back on here. I've been going back and forth with his. Uh, uh, I've been going back and forth with his press secretary. <laughs> he scheduled something for <coughs> for some yeah. months now. Let me tell you. Uh, that that's well, that's why I've been trying to get a hold of Congressman Matthew, but his gate he can't get past his gatekeeper. Go ahead. Well, you know that's what was amazing that when my resume did get on the file and did get in front of the president, uh, and we did get a response, it was quite amazing that someone from where I'm at and what I'm doing could actually. Uh, be able to accomplish that. So when you look at here as a no party guy. 74 years old, uh, retired military, going through what I go through, and I'm able to get something that the majority would find impossible to get past the gatekeeper, um, I think we have a good start. I think we have a, a, a good way to go, but I, I really believe the maybe first you, Maybe thing you Trump should be my producer. No. <laughs> I have my yeah, editor right editor writes books and proofreads everything that I do so I don't spell it wrong. So she has a good editor. So I would advise you to, to send me an email and I will give you her editor and she makes sure that I spell everything correctly, Robert. So, uh, you know, we have, well, a I, produ- you know, I need a producer who can get me to uh, get, get through these gatekeepers. I don't think you've got the skill to get through these gatekeepers. Uh, I mean, I, I, no, I got a hold of, uh, as I said, I got a hold of, uh, Matt Bevins and uh, and I have emailed uh, uh, Massey's uh, gatekeeper, but trying to call her, even her gatekeeper, I get to her gatekeeper and I can't even get to her. Uh, and it's so funny when you call these people too. And I, I'm gonna digress just for a moment. It's so funny when you call these people. Uh, so I called uh, Massey's uh, press secretary, right? I emailed her and she emailed, but then she stopped emailing. You know, so I thought, well, I'm gonna call her office in D.C. Why call and you know, uh, so uh, twice I got her gatekeeper, right? And you can always tell there's a certain amount of time that's a pause when you know they're talking to them. So you ask for them, like, oh, let, let me hold the fifth they're in the office. And then there's a certain amount of time. <laughs> I never timed it, but you got that. You get the feeling. You can kind of tell a conversation's going on. All right. Yeah. Come back to the mic. I'm sorry again. Uh, yeah, Kelly here. I wanted to ask you a question, if I may. Yes, sir. Um, w- would you allow <laughs> Robert to give me Honest. your phone number so I can call you? Oh, that's not a problem. No, Kelly? Robert has it. He, I text him while we're talking, in fact, so he knows who I am. Right. Yeah, so you you mm-hmm. that without a problem. And um, okay, awesome. I, 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 what state will it be coming from? California? Yeah, 530 is the area code. Okay. That way, because I, I, I have a habit of number. not not answering calls that I don't know about. But yeah, I'll I'll make sure I do that, Kelly. Five zero three. So 
530. Uh, yeah, but, hey, I'll, I'll text you his. I'll, te- right. I'll text you his number, Doctor Calder. Great, I appreciate. It. But you know, going going back into the fact that one of the advantages that we have, I have, you know, like Sally from uh, the American Statesman Radio, uh, who is into transportation and trade agreements. John, who's on the show with you, is also with and on Sally's show, so he he knows what I'm talking about. Uh, We also have uh, people in the educational field uh, who are deans who help me get through my doctor's and my master's degrees, Uh, the people in the military, Sergeant Morales Club. You know, I'm the first member of the Sergeant Morales Club. Uh, My background is quite extensive in many different ways, prison ministries, street ministries. When you look at the resume and you look what's going on, and you put that in a position of an advisor, and I have asked, and it could happen, and we're kind of holding back, releasing where this is all heading for another month, but I think we're going to be quite um, impressed with Donald Trump in the next, by November, that things are going to be interesting. How's well, that I think that's good. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dr. Tolbert. I said, how's that for a closing comment without telling what I'm trying to really say? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, keep us posted as things develop, and you're allowed to uh, to put that out. And, again, uh, we always appreciate your, your contribution. I appreciate the, the links and things that, that you send email to me. And, and I, I think that's a good segue to uh, this. This article I have here, and this was an article. I don't know if you sent me this one or, or not, uh, Dr. Tolbert, but it's from Infowars.com, and it says Congress holding secret conversations about removing Trump. Right. <laughs> Excuse right. me. So, did you send me this one? Yes, I did. You, you, that was part. Right. That's again part of what's been going on out there. That there is a um, a movement. Of course, we have to understand. We filed the first persons that ever filed an antitrust violation and sitting in Washington, D.C. is our file against the two political parties that are in coversion against the United States. And we are still standing in the position that it is a real problem and there is an underlying group of individuals in the Senate that are trying to remove Trump because he is taking people out that are not adhering to following the Constitution as he understands it. The problem is his advisors are not telling him, you do this because of this of the Constitution. What we're doing from a different standpoint is we go to Donald Trump and we say to him, if you look at how you would handle this, look at it from the standpoint of this amendment or this article, or from this point of the Constitution. So take a different viewpoint. It's like us backing up, he's firing this guy, and we're going out with, well, what are you thinking? If you're in a leadership position, and if you've ever been an executive officer, if you ever owned a company, or even in the military, you don't remove everybody the first day. There's a gradual time when you do things, and then you remove, and it's called a 90-day leadership rule of firing people, literally. And I believe that if we took the position and forget all the other lying stuff, that Trump fired this guy exactly what executive officers should have done. Unfortunately, the president doesn't tell people 
that he's following a leadership rule of thumb, and we are advising him to rethink. So if you hear him say something in the next couple of days about leadership and about review and about setting up, making sure that you can do the transition, just know that comes again from a letter that we wrote directly to him and to um, his uh, personal uh, staff secretary. So we're, 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 we've been able to get past that we're not going through the normal chain anymore. And, and, and here's, uh, here's that article that, that you sent. I was reading some of the comments as well. So, you know, take the comments uh, as you may. Um, but, I mean, what, I, I did read the article myself, but it does sound some, you know, some of it does sound plausible. <clears throat> but, of course, when you're reading the, the comments, there's a lot of people who think it's just, you know, bunk, maybe fake news. But I don't know. I think there may be some plausibility. I'll let uh, you folks here uh, make that call. So we've got here. Uh, as I said, it's, and I'll post this on the Bard's Logic, and I think I may have already, uh, but I'll, I'll post this uh, on the Bard's Logic uh, page there on Facebook as well. And so what I've got here, <clears throat> sorry if I'm coughing too long, i still got this thing going off my throat a little bit <clears throat> that I've had for too long. But anyway, it says the members of Congress are holding secret conversations about removing President Donald Trump from office following a difficult first 100 days, according to a report from the New Yorker magazine. It says, nobody occupies the White House without Trump is besieged by doubts of a different order, centering on the overt, specific, and at times bipartisan discussion of whether he'll be engulfed by any one of a myriad problems before he has completed even one term in office. And if he is, he might be removed, wrote Evan Osnos. Osnos claims to have interviewed several dozen people about the prospect of cutting short Trump's presidency, including, quote, his friends and advisors to lawmakers and attorneys who have, conduct, have conducted impeachments to physicians and historians and to currently met current members of the Senate, the House, and the intelligence services. And, gee, when they're talking about certain people, uh, certain names come to mind, one, one of which I, I doubt. But anyway, it says, this is a conversation that people are having around the dinner table. It's one, it's one people have at the office, members of Congress, are talking about it in private, and the question is very simple. Is this a president who is able to do the job and is able to go the distance, Austin said on MSNBC's The Last Word. <laughs> Critics of President Trump are actively seeking to remove him from office via impeachment or declaring him mentally or physically unfit for office under the 25th Amendment. And I'm going to stop here with the article and make some comments. <clears throat> is While a lot of these comments say this is bunk, the more I read, the more I'm thinking uh, there may be some plausibility of this being a, a, a real effort. And the reason is that is I'm sure everyone here on the call, whether you're listening live or, or on the podcast, you've heard, you know, especially you know on programs uh, such as on CNN, you've heard of, of, of many people uh, contesting uh, the validity of, of of Trump's, you know, mental uh, not mental acuity, pretty much, but you know. If, if, you know, if there's something wrong with him mentally, I'll just put it that way. He's trying to choose the words carefully yeah. on what Let's they try to contend. Yeah, his temperament is the issue. Yeah, and they're trying. Yeah, and, 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 and they're saying more. It says here. Uh, it says under Section Four of the Twenty Fifth Amendment, a president can be removed from office if he is judged to be unable 
to discharge the powers and duties of his office by the vice president and a majority of the cabinet secretaries or by a congressionally appointed body such as a panel of medical experts. <laughs> Come on, folks. You know, if they were to try to do that, you're going to get enough medical, quote-unquote, experts to say, you know, say something's wrong with Trump. So that, too, is plausible that that could happen. Says if the president objects, Congress is given three weeks to decide if the president should be removed. A two-thirds majority in each chamber is required to remove the president. Considerable speculation about Trump's physical and mental health, as well as President Trump's alleged unwillingness to disclose details about his health, health could be an effort to cover up deliberating illness. After the magazine, you know, there's my illness keeps coughing. After the magazine fact asked psychiatrists if they thought Barry Goldwater – wasn't Barry Goldwater a, a, a well-known uh, conservative? Anyway, uh, was psychologically fit to be president. They're always saying something's wrong with conservatives and, and their, men, and, and their you know, mental capacity or you know, if something's wrong with them mentally, don't they? But anyway, well, not that I think Trump's really – not much of a conservative, but anyway, was physically fit to be president in 1964. Over a thousand called him warped, impulsive, and paranoid schizophrenic. Goldwater successfully sued for libel, and in 1973, the American Psychiatric Association created the so-called Goldwater Rule, which forbade making a diagnosis without an in-person examination and without receiving permission to discuss the findings publicly. The Goldwater rule has been broken repeatedly in regards to President Trump, with nearly 50,000 mental health professionals signing a petition claiming Trump is too seriously mentally ill to perform the duties of the president and should be removed under the 25th Amendment. It says, although some of my sources maintain that laws and politics protect the president to a degree that his critics underestimate, Others argue that he has already set in motion a process of his undoing, Austin explained. Democratic Senator Mark Warner in Virginia, the ranking Democrat on the Intelligence Committee, privately told friends that he put the odds at two to one against Trump completing a full term. William Crystal, an anti-Trump neocon, or Bill Crystal as many most people know him, argued the chance of Trump being impeached is somewhere in the big middle ground between one per cent chance to 50. It's some percent. It's nothing. Uh, it's not nothing. Well, Bill Crystal, he never liked Trump either. So anyway, says I believe that invoking Section 4 of the 25th Amendment is no fantasy, but an entirely plausible tool, not immediately, but well before 2020, said Lawrence Tribe, a professor, a professor of constitutional law at Harvard. Well, remember, Obama was a constitutional, supposedly a constitutional uh, attorney or whatever. Okay, so that's that's the full of the article. And a lot of people you know, they think that there's no truth to it, but I think it is possible that the attempt could very well be made. And unfortunately, there are enough people out there who I think would uh, try to get something like that going. And there'd be enough people to to at least not prove evidence, but at least state that there is some. So they're trying to say that the mentally challenged also can be billionaires? Yeah, that, 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 that's a good way of putting it, isn't it? <clears throat> well, well, you know, there's been other things where, you know, other uh, terms that they've called Trump as well. Um, maybe that he's, not that he's incapable, but that I guess that, you know, 
you know, we've heard uh, megalomaniac. I'm sure we've heard that before. Uh, we've heard, um, oh, what's the, there's one word I hear a, a lot, and I, I can't remember what, what that is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. That's a good, you know, good analogy, you know, of that. I mean, it, and, but it doesn't surprise me, and this is, this is something I think, uh, you know, could very well happen. Cause, I mean, it's not just Republicans. It's, it, I mean, Democrats, there's plenty of Republicans, such as John McCain, not that he's really relevant anymore, and I think that I think he knows. Here's my opinion of of and anyone will make comment of it. That's fine. Um, I think uh, John McCain knows his relevancy uh, anymore is is waning, if not gone. <laughs> so I really think he's just putting himself in the spot in, in the limelight by saying some of these comments or saying things about Trump just to try to get attention again. Because I mean, he knows he's he's outlived his usefulness. I think. Um, and so he's trying to, you know, still stay in the spotlight, and, and that's one of the reasons why he's been so, you know, anti-Trump. Plus, let's be honest, I mean, he's part of the old guard. I mean, he's part of the, you know, establishment. And, and, and if you notice that you've seen the term political class coming up a lot lately, I thought I coined that phrase, to be honest. I've never heard that phrase before until I first said it, you know, a, a couple of years ago or so. Um but now I'm hearing that pop up all the time. So I think people really are listening and paying attention here to Bart's logic because they're using my, uh, not my terms. But anyway, <laughs> we also were talking about, you know, if there were, when I made uh, the link for this evening, you know, shortly afterwards, you know, when I was asking you know, who really is in control, uh, you, you hear about Comey getting fired. So it uh, makes me wonder, hmm. You know, but anyway, I digress. There's that NSA Bob, right, Kelly? You gotta say Bob, and Bob. Welcome, welcome. Um, you know, but anyway, I mean, I mean, so what Bob. I read, I mean, does that sound plausible to you, Kelly? That someone would at least make the attempt for that? I mean, who's that one? Uh, what's uh, what is her name? She's she's a nut herself, I think. I think she's losing it. Who's? I mean, Trump was barely in office, and she already started talking about impeachment. Um, and she actually got well, his name well, confused with Bush one time. Right. Well, let's let's throw something out, okay? In the Constitution. Nancy Pelosi. Oh. No, it wasn't. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi, but uh, it was uh, the African American or Black uh, Congresswoman who's been talking about. It. I can't remember her name. Maxine Waters. I knew it. There you go. But go ahead, Kelly. What, what do you yeah. want to throw out there uh, for us? Well, let's let's let, let's throw something out in the theoretical realm of the Constitution. Okay. So, impeachment. The House of Representatives has the whole power of impeachment. Without it, the president can't be removed. But that's only the first step. I've been through this before. Street crime, um, grand jury, murder somebody, indictment, like, for example, Massachusetts, indictment for murder, and then it's uh, the trial. So the House has full power of impeachment, fancy term for indictment. Majority vote goes over to the Senate. The Chief Justice presides, two-thirds. That means that two-thirds of the senators have to agree and people will be calling their senators, warning them that they'll never be in office again if they do this. And there's some liberty-minded folk, Rand Paul, there's a lot more of them in there in the Senate. It's going to be hard to get there. Jefferson wrote that basically a scare, uh, impeachment is about as, as powerful as a scarecrow. Rarely ever used, rarely ever effective. But impeachment to removal. Removal is the second step. Now, Theoretically, okay, if the will is there, um, gas on their stomach. There's just gas on their stomach. 
you know, really, considering his, his blow it with uh, um, Syria, we don't have a declaration of war. That is an unconstitutional act. Oh, well, maybe the War Powers Act. Well, yes, and you only have six weeks. So if he does it again, then they would have grounds constitutionally. It would make it viable um, to impeach him and, and, and placate the American people who would be screaming. Um, so I'm going from the theoretical to the gas on the stomach to what would be plausible for the American people to swallow. So these senators and representatives would get elected next time while they're addicted to the uh, drunkenness of the wine of maddening power. So it's a real risky thing to do. Um, so we go to the psychological element of this. Well, there was a psychologist on uh, Alex Jones. I can't remember his name right now. He said, you know, it is the, it, all these psychologists coming out, they are completely out of line because they have to have an interview with Trump. Have they done that? No. Um, there's also a thing called the Minnesota MMPI, which is a psychological evaluation, and people in divorce commonly go through that. And everybody's got a problem with them, so that, of course the psychologists um, have more money because they nobody can pass the test. I wonder how many psychologists pass the test. That's another story. So has <laughs> yeah. Trump ever taken yeah. has has Trump ever taken an MMPI? Uh no. I, not that I know of. Probably not. Right. But I would bet that he might turn out okay. Okay, yeah, we're gonna find some narcissism, but it doesn't mean he can't be president. But you know, we're, that is a pretty standard, amazing. I don't know. It's like a thousand questions or something. One of them is uh, true or false. I traveled uh, to Europe uh, 300 times last year, back and forth across the Atlantic Ocean. What? I don't even know why they do this, but anyway. So they don't have any basis for their accusation. I'm, I'm quoting Pontius Pilate right now. I find no basis for charge against this man. And so the psychologists, again, they're violating the, the Goldwater rule. Um, I'm sure there's going to be psych. Such the controversy, the British would say, as the controversy here. In this controversy, you're going to have psychologists coming out. I heard one explaining that these other psychologists are whack and they're just they're just all butt hurt because their president didn't win. Get over it. Jeez. And another thing that people that oppose Trump need to get over, and that's this: uh, presidents commonly fire the old cabinet and a whole bunch of people within the government. It's pretty common when there's a peaceful change of power over it. So, you know, you heard me a couple of weeks ago. I wasn't happy about Trump and Syria. I'm watching this guy. But mm-hmm. I'm starting to hear things in the background. Um, you know, and now he's TPP. He got rid of that. I mean, he treated TPP like TP, and he and he got flushed it down the toilet. Right? <laughs> he flushed it. You know? Yeah, the environmental treaty that Obubu was working on, and really Obama's flying over to Europe. Are you out of your freaking mind? Did anybody tell? Has anybody told Obama? Oh yeah, that's yet? what I heard. Not- yeah, he's going over to Europe probably to talk talk bad on Trump. I'm sure he's going to bring up Comey. <laughs> well, yeah, and 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 re- try to try to get us back into the treaty. I was like, dude. Has, has, has anybody ever told you you're yeah, not president you anymore? I mean, I, I just want—I just wonder what what Obama's thinking. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody is 
thinking they're president when they're not, or acting like they might be, or trying to renegotiate a treaty. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't that a little bit psychologically off? Where's the psychologist to hammer him on that one? I mean, you know, uh, I wonder if Obama's ever called the troops and said, hey, why don't you go invade Syria some more? Who are you? I'm Obama. You're not president anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I mean, look at Bush. He pretty much faded, you know, to the sunset after he left. But I, I can't see Obama doing that. I mean, <clears throat> heck, I mean, Bill Clinton really didn't either. I mean, they just they love the spotlight. I mean, I now now as a disclaimer there. I mean, I didn't hate, uh, you know, I didn't hate Obama as much as a lot of other people did. I mean, there's some people who just, I mean, they really hated him. I mean, they hated him personally. I mean, I never hated the guy. I mean, I think you know, I hated his po- most of his politics. Some of the stuff I could stomach, you know, especially the environmental stuff, to be honest. Um, but you know, most of the stuff, you know, I, I couldn't stomach. But I mean, I don't think. Okay, if you had, you know, <coughs> excuse me, pick pick between Tim and Hillary Clinton. I mean, I loathed Hillary Clinton. I mean, loathed her. I mean, I could not. I mean, I, I mean, it, my stomach would be upset. With the thought of her being president, uh, I tell you what, I'd, have, I'd probably drink a Pepsi Bismol right now. If she was president. Okay, I'm, I'm just joking. It's probably not true, but I mean, I, I definitely just loathe her because the thought of someone as corrupt as Hillary Clinton, you know, being the president of the United States it would have been, in my in my view, such an injustice. It, it would have been awful. Yeah. Well, I, I I went off a little bit on with artistic license about Obama and. But some of the things, yeah, it's, he's got a uh, former president office. Uh, well, some, really like your boo-boo. I mean, it always made me laugh. Yeah, well, some some say he's trying to do a coup d'etat. Yeah, that's pretty hard to do, guys. But anyway, so, um, and I don't hate Obama. I don't hate Hillary. You know why? I've never met him. I don't really know. They've never offended me personally. I wouldn't mind having a beer with a bomber going golfing just for kicks, you know. But, uh, of course, I probably disagree and probably say, mm, that's interesting. Um, but, you know, um, America figured out Hillary. And although she tried to cheat in some states, she was successful in the general. Guess what? Trump still won. The American people are still smart. They're paying attention. They're learning quickly. You know, when the pain of life gets to them because we're not as prosperous as our parents were under this current system, People start waking up, and the internet's helping. Thank you, Al Gore. And uh, <laughs> anyway, it's Mr. And I'd love Al Gore. To, <laughs> yeah, and speaking of political celebrities, I'd love to play midnight basketball with Al Gore. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, maybe we'll get to play it in the winter time, you know, in the in the heart of winter, in say middle of January, uh, because of global warming. But you know, you, anyway. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I just, <laughs> well, so so you know, Trump. I, I I frustrated with him about Syria. Um, other things I'm hearing, I'm like, whoa. And Roger Stone uh, spoke today on uh, Alex Jones, and uh, you know, Comey Comey is gone now. Uh, what was it? Right. Sixty percent of the EPA, uh, one of the top heads, and he was on CNN the other night. Complaining, oh, no, no, get used to it. This is what happens with the change of guard, you know. And the media, the media, they're dying, they're dying. Like alternative news, people are waking up because oh, right, the more people watch alternative news and YouTube videos, 
and YouTube shows, guess what? That was CNN said. Oh, by the way, well, i got to wait on this one because I have to confirm it with myself. Um, something happened in Washington. Might come up with the news. Um, supposedly, um, there was underground nuclear waste storage, and one of the caves collapsed, and a whole bunch of radiation went into the air. Up in Washington State. I mean, we the couldn't Washington be so State. lucky. Okay. Hey, yeah, I know we couldn't be so lucky that it happened in Washington D.C. But I um, thought you were going to say that, and then you know, then all the the Congress turned into zombies. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But by the way, uh, when it came down to the picking time, uh, well, did you know that uh, New Jersey has has the highest number of hazardous waste landfills? Uh, per capita? Really? Yeah. Washington oh, D.C. has. Yeah. A, okay, I believe yeah. that. But. Yeah, so um, Washington, D.C. has the highest number of attorneys per capita. Do you know why this happened? Can't remember. New Jersey had first choice. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they read more nuclear stuff than politicians or lawyers. Right? <laughs> well, that's hazardous waste versus, well, nuclear waste is nuclear hazardous. Anyway, but, uh, you know, attorneys... Attorneys believe their client is innocent until proven broke. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, somebody else passed. Somebody else passed a joke. <laughs> Anybody else got a good joke these days about politicians or anything? Oh well, I, I got one. I heard. I hope I could say it right uh, then. And since we are in Bard's Logic after dark, I'll, I'll. Uh, it's not one of those kind of jokes, but it is funny. I'm hoping I can remember it. Uh, six. It was it was it was a funny joke. Um, let's see if I remember. Um, okay, <laughs> so Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump, his time has come and and he's passed away, and so he goes up to the pearly gates and he meets uh, he meets uh, who's that angel? Uh, Archangel Gabriel. Okay, and uh, that's not the angel that's supposed to be at the gate. Michael. <laughs> Michael. Okay, is it Michael? <laughs> so he goes up to the Archangel Michael, and, and uh, Michael goes, you know, Forrest, uh, you, you lived a good life, and you're, you're a good man, but, you know, people just don't automatically go into heaven. We we got some questions, three questions for you uh, that you have to, to answer in order to get in. And Forrest Gump goes, okay. And so he goes, first, uh, we'll start off easy. Uh, we'll, we'll start off easy uh, for you, Forrest. How many, what, well, how many, what days of the week start with T? He thinks about it. He goes, today and tomorrow. And Angel <laughs> Mike's like, well, no, that's not quite what we thought, but, but okay, we'll accept that. We'll accept that. And he goes, uh, Forrest, how many seconds are in a year? And he's thinking, he's thinking, he goes, 24 like 24, how do you get 24 seconds in a year? January 2nd, January 22nd, February 2nd, <laughs> January 22nd, March. So he's like, okay, Forrest, okay, Forrest. Fine, we'll, we'll, we'll accept that. Go ahead. He goes, now, Forrest, what is God's name? And Forrest thinks, goes, Howard. Michael goes, Howard. He goes, yes, our Father who art in heaven, Howard be thy name. 
<laughs> okay, I got, I got, I got, I got one. I got one. Okay. You did good, Robert. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So, a priest, a prostitute, and a drug kid kingpin walk into a bar together. The bartender asks, "Is this a joke?" <laughs> okay. Oh, that's funny. All right. So a I got politician. One. Uh, this is the this is the other half of the joke. Go ahead. A politician passed a lie detector test. The lie detector expert asks, "Is this a joke?" <laughs> oh, I got one that's kind of that's kind of naughty. And so you have <coughs> you have Bill Clinton. Right, yeah, you have Bill Clinton, you have uh, oh, you have Bill Clinton, you have Barack Obama, and you have George uh, Bush uh, the second on a boat, uh, on a boat, you know, that's sinking. And so you have uh, first, you know, the boat sinking. You have Bush go, save the women, save the women, save the women, and then you have Obama saying, ah, screw them. And then you have Bill Clinton look around and said, "Hey, do you think we have time?" No, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> well, Arnold Schwarzenegger supposedly groped twenty women. A hundred more, he's presidential material. <laughs> oh, ouch! Ouch! You got any good jokes there, there, John? <laughs> I can't think of any right off the top of my head. Okay. Well, uh, if anyone else has a joke they'd like to tell, push the one on your number dial, and we'll go ahead and since we are Bards Lodging After Dark, where we do have some fun here, <laughs> then uh, you go ahead and, and, and share our jokes, as long as they're not overly uh, distasteful, because this is still a uh, a family show, uh, but we do like to have uh, have some fun here. Uh, and I, I tell I've known uh, all kinds of uh, some jokes, some of not appropriate for on air, even when we are not FCC or have to be FCC compliant. <laughs> so we won't do that. So anyway, <coughs> excuse me. And I tell you what, I wish I could get rid of this call. But anyway, I do see it's the bottom of the hour, which means we only have about 26 minutes, unfortunately, uh, in the uh, in the program. And so, and, and even less than next, we got to get our final thoughts in. And the, uh, and of course, uh, might have to close things out. And so let's go ahead. And I actually do have uh, a Christopher on the line, or Chris. Uh, perhaps we'll talk about tonight's topics, or maybe even have a tasteful joke. Thank you very much, Chris, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing good, guys. Uh, I actually did have a joke, so I figured you would hit the one button with you. So go ahead, uh, Chris. Uh, well, what's your joke? All right, so go with your whole Hillary and Clinton jokes. Um, why does Hillary oh, there you go. first thing in the morning? Uh, I'm sorry, I, I was talking, and I probably had a missed half of that. What was it? What was that? Um, why does Hillary Clinton want to have sex with Bill first thing in the morning? She wants no to be idea. the first lady. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! 
You know why uh, Chelsea Clinton is so ugly? <laughs> oh, boy. I can't imagine. Because Bill inhaled. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. I, I, actually, actually she, she's blossomed. She is, she is kind of pretty. Um, <laughs> is she really? Well, I'm a single guy. Oh, Everyone my gosh. pretty to me. Everyone is pretty to me. I mean, my no, I can't. I, I can't say that. I can't say that. I thought you were. I thought you were getting ready to lower the moon and say, "Yeah, she's pretty ugly." Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, she's pretty, pretty ugly. Well, all right. Well, anyway, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and we had to uh, unfortunately close uh, Susan's line because uh, I had some background noise. So let's see if we could bring her back in, see what her comments. Maybe she's even got a a good joke for us. I do see some other folks on the line. Uh, so if you'd like to comment about tonight's show or to uh, go ahead and let's have a little fun uh, Bard's Logic After Dark. Uh, so uh, you can tell us a joke, too. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, I, I, I don't know if someone's got some background noise or, or breathing or whatever, but if they can mute the mic, uh, that would be great. <laughs> it might even be the new, uh, might even be on, on the 812 number. And so let's go ahead and well, actually, uh, actually, it's Bob. Susan, you it's, back it's in? It's NSA Bob. It's NSA Bob. It's NSA Bob. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Susan. Do you got a good joke for us? Oh, you can. It said I would. Well, no, I sent you one. Remember? Oh, you sent me a joke. You actually <laughs> sent one from Facebook. Okay, let me look. I didn't know it was a joke that you sent me. I'm sorry. Well, I sent you a joke and they're signing their petition. Uh, well, well, can you tell us the joke until so I can pull it up, or? The joke is just above the signing the petition for amendment. Oh, okay. Let me uh, find it here. <coughs> oh my gosh! Let's go ahead here and let's see. Get in my messages here. Okay, it was the one that says "savage" on it. Yeah. That's the joke. It is. Okay. Uh, well, no, no, um, it, 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 oh, okay. It, it, it says, says quick. Well, now it's clicking to a picture. It says quick. Uh, yeah, While we don't have an FBI director, copy all the VHS tapes you have. No one can stop you. <laughs> okay. Oh, because of the FBI warning. It says federal law provides severe civil and criminal uh penalties for the unauthorized reproduction, distribution, or ex- uh, exhibition of copyrighted notion, picture, and videotape. Uh, Title 17 United States Code, Section 501 and 506, the Federal Bureau of Investigations investigates alleges and of criminal copyright infringement. Title 17. Okay. So quick, I, I like that. <laughs> well, we don't have an FBI director. Copy all the VH tests you have. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Well, I, I'm almost well, afraid to laugh at it happy. because I'm afraid they might be knocking at my door. It'll be like this. It'll be like this. Yeah, They'll that's be like, that was funny. Mr. Jenner, I know you've got the VHS going on. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, now, we've been for a while. Uh, Susan, did you want to make Did you want to make some other comments on our topic for this evening, or Maybe uh, another impromptu joke from you? I don't really have any other jokes. 
Congress is a joke itself. So what are we, what are we talking about? <laughs> well, you weren't paying so. attention. Well, then we we just won't uh, talk. No, we're just talking about you know uh, the uh, conspiracy to remove Trump. Did you were you able to hear the article that I read um, earlier? Yeah, I, I did. I heard most of it. Um, so I don't have a joke for that really. <laughs> just you know. <laughs> I don't, but it was a good art. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, I'd like to remove all of Congress at this point. Well, 2018's coming up, uh, and you know, so there will there'll be election talk. Uh, you know, per, you know, and I think I think I'd like to see a lot of primaries. I really would. Um, <laughs> I'd like to see a lot of primaries where, you know, the that that's real. That would really be draining the swamp, wouldn't it? If we can get. Uh, you know, if we can get a lot of the – and remember, folks, we do have all the mics open, so if there's background noise, let's mute the, the phones or mics so that we don't get the background noise because uh, all the mics are open at this point, except uh, a couple of folks who uh, still would like to – they like to chime in. There's a few minutes we could get their uh, comments in. Just push the one on your number dial, unless you're just listening, which is fine as well. Uh, we just ask uh, that you share the, the link of tonight's show uh, with people so that they can listen to our program as well. And remember, since I'm doing programming notes, you can also – uh, download uh, tonight's episode as well as all the episodes, frankly, of Bart's Logic Little Talk on your mobile device, and you can download them free from iTunes. Uh, so just do a search for Bart's Logic Little Talk. I'm sure you'll find us, and you can actually download uh, for free uh, the podcasts of the different shows. So uh, ch- you know, check that out, and then you can also, after listening to some, there's uh, ways you can also get involved with this, and that's by uh, here on, on Blog Talk Radio, you can push that follow button, and you can actually uh, get email uh, updates on when the show is going to be or past shows. You can listen to the podcast. Uh, you also can visit the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com, and where you know there's many pages there. There's a contact page where you can send me an email. Uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm working on uh, is going to be upcoming uh, Bards Logic Political Talk surveys where I'll be putting out surveys uh, to folks for people in the audience, also people on Facebook, uh, you know, just, you know, get the first hundred people who reply uh, could be a part of the survey, whatever the survey questions are going to be. I am working on uh, one will be the first one. It's more about, you know, do you listen to talk radio? Do you call in those talk radio shows? Why do you or do you not? You know, just things of that nature. And that's gonna, I'm hoping to have that be a regular part of the show. Uh, but you also could go to the Bard's Logic Newsroom, and you can also subscribe to the newsroom where you can get the updates, uh, the different articles uh, that you know, you'll know you see us talk about many times on the show. And then you can also look at that. We also have Newsmax TV uh, that's available on Bard's Logic Political Talk. So if you're uh, sitting one night and you want to just watch uh, some news and want to watch something different, uh, you could go ahead and uh, watch Newsmax TV. Uh, from the Bard's Logic Political Talk website, you can also uh, access the um, <coughs> excuse me. You can also access uh, the archives from there, as well as follow me on Twitter. Uh, I do yeah, I do some some tweeting as well, and also you can like the page on Facebook that you hear us reference a lot. Uh, just go to the search engine there and Facebook, and put in Bard's Logic Political Talk dot com. You don't got to put politicaltalk.com. Uh, Just got to put Bart's Logic Political Talk, and you'll find the page there on Facebook. Like the page. Uh, appreciate it uh, and see that. So we got about <laughs> 10 minutes, actually, before I have to uh, shut things out. 
for the night. So what we'll do here is uh, we've got you, Kelly, and then we've got our, our panel here, Kelly and John and Susan. And uh, if you do, uh, we'll start with you, Susan, if, if you want. Uh, any closing comments about any of the topics we t- uh, spoke about tonight? Uh, and, again, uh, we'll be doing uh, the topics of the day next week. I am still wor- We're going to have some local politicians uh, that we're going to be interviewing, just you know, give them some interviewing experience. Uh, you know, be on the show for when they do radio shows. Uh, this last, this past Friday, actually, I got invited to a Lincoln Reagan uh, dinner uh, that uh, you know had you know speakers from the Republican Party and things of that nature. There, I, I got invited to, um, and so it was a good time. It got to you know meet some people running for uh, for office locally. So it'd be a good uh, experience for them and for us uh, to have some local uh, new people, you know, who are trying to do what we're talking about, you know, make a difference, get in there and, and be someone from the grassroots, be someone different instead of all these uh, establishment people we need to drain the swamp with. So we're looking forward to having uh, them on as well. I am still working on Massey's. I am still working on Bevan. I know I've been talking about uh, getting them on for a while, uh, but, you know, some people, they're just, they're just a lot harder to get a hold of. I'm also still would like uh, to get Pat Buchanan on. I, I, I keep getting blocked with her, with his, uh, his gatekeeper as well. Uh, but, you know, there's people I've been wanting to get on for a while. Uh, but, you know, perhaps we'll we'll be able to make some breakthroughs uh, with them. Uh, it just it, – it's not even to the point where I actually talk to them themselves, which I think they'd be happy to come on. It's just uh, the gatekeepers, which sometimes with gatekeepers, they have kind of a, an air about them, <laughs> at least what I've noticed. Uh, <laughs> so they're not the, – sometimes it's easier to talk directly to the, the, the candidate or the politician – uh, at least in my experience, and it is their gatekeeper. Uh, but anyway, uh, they, I guess they put them there for a reason. So let's go ahead and start with you. Uh, let's go ahead and, and start with you, Susan, and then we'll bring it to you, John, and Kelly, and then I will have to close things out for tonight. And, of course, as a reminder, folks, uh, make sure when you get the link uh, for tonight's show uh, that you can find here on Blog Talk Radio, you know, share it out with uh, your friends so they can uh, hear the show for themselves, and hopefully they'll uh, call in to join our uh, roundtable discussion. We do uh, appreciate their listenership, uh, but we also like to hear hear from them as well. So let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Susan, and then John and Kelly. Go ahead, Susan. Well, McCain is still thinks he's relevant. I'm sorry to say, he's pissed that they fired Comey or Comey or of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. And uh, here's one thing that's good news. Um, well, I guess, no, maybe not. Kaepernick is no longer playing football, so he won't be, you know, messing around there with protesting the police and military and whatever. But he has started a, he has started a club to teach kids about their rights. Yes, mm, indeed. Can we imagine? Yes, I'm sure he will not be teaching them the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I thought that was horrible. I just have to hope that not many kids are going to go to anything he has, but I'm sure they will because he's a famous football player, you know. So, um, anyway, I just thought I'd let you know that. And he's going to be involved in social... Social work. 
social whatever. <laughs> I social social, social engineering that. work now. <laughs> yeah, I could wish that, but yeah, he's social justice work. That's what he's going to be involved in, social justice. No, yeah. Hmm. Okay. This is I doubt he'll pay as much, but I don't know. I mean, look at Obama, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Good night. All right. Well, good night. Thank you very much, Susan. Let's go ahead and bring it over to you, John. Hey, hey, Robert. Um, you know, with the media, all the different, it seems like there's so much twisting and it's what seems to be lying to me. You don't know well, who to believe is telling the truth about everything. I have to mutter for you to kind of look. Do what? Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, that Is that somebody voices in their head? Voices in their head. <laughs> no, I didn't need a mic. Go ahead. Oh, well, anyway, I was just going to briefly say, you know, with all of the different networks being owned by all the big corporations and them twisting things and trying to malign Trump and malign whoever, you know, because most of those people that work in those big uh, media companies are pretty leftist. And even the conservative or Republicans that are out there, they don't seem. There seem to be more corporatists than they are actually for we the people. So we got a long haul struggle ahead of us. To you, Kelly. That we do. Oh. Uh, that we do. Yeah. Well, I've been saying for quite a while that uh, Trump's going to need a new Congress to really work with him. Uh, maybe he'll win hearts over between now and then, and that's why we. We the people got to get out there and help uh, get good constitutional congressmen, which we do have here in Northern California, uh, Doug LaMalfa. He's got a very high constitutional vote rate. That's pretty exciting. Um, let's see. Health care. Oh, boy. You know, I've said this before. The, routine, the, bed, the federal government does not belong in the bedroom, the womb, or the vein. Because once you open that door to social issues in our personal lives, you have given the federal government a blank check to grow to infinity. And, of course, here we go again. Here we go. Ronald Reagan. There you go again. All right. And uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, I love that, man. Okay. Um, what else? Trump impeachment? Eh, probably not going to happen, practically. Uh, it's a lot of fluff. Psychological evaluations. When did you examine the client? Okay. Oh, newsflash. Newsflash, ladies and gentlemen. The voices in my head are telling me that Hillary and Obama are not listening to the voices in their head. <laughs> of course, some year down, some year down the road, uh, I'll take this clip if I'm a congressman or whatever, and they're, oh, listen to what he said, or oh, whatever. Anyway, those who know me know I joke around a lot. By the way, I would like to ask Bertha Good, the uh, three branches of government, what they are. Well, I would say legislative, executive, judicial, Article 1, 2, 3, in that order. And I'd say, nope. Three branches are Larry Moon Curley. Okay, so we need a third party. <laughs> Constitution Party, Libertarian Party, American Independent, you know, maybe some other people who aren't owned by the powers that be, um, who, you know, love to run the media with any psychologist. Psychologist, I'm sorry, that was a Freudian slip. Um, <laughs> can anybody get that? Psychologist, psychologist. Okay. Why do psychologists go to college, become a psychologist, try to figure out life? Why? Because they were all messed up growing up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I heard a story of a psychologist who uh, he finally got it right with his third wife. 
oh, wait a minute. You know, well, she's just really what I want, and we talk, and it's beautiful. Dude, maybe you were the problem with your first two wives. Maybe <laughs> you're the one that changed, and all of a sudden now your third marriage is working. Um, you know, I just, I, I'm just like, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, the world's a mess. Stop the world. I want to get off. Um, as long as the American people keep at it as they have, as long as the American people get informed, get empowered, get active, and vote, then I think we could see some really good years ahead. And um, so I guess, let's want to hear another joke. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, enjoy y'all. Enjoy the discussion. And uh, another day, perhaps. Indeed. And definitely uh, for yourself, Kelly, and for you, Susan, I want to see you guys in the end of August when I'm out there in Nebraska. So you should have to come, come by and visit me. But anyway, uh, one thing uh note, because uh, I do have a couple minutes before I go to the uh, the closing uh, song, I want to thank, of course, everyone for coming in, and we always appreciate your, uh, appreciate your contributions. And I got a, I'm got not going to read the whole article here and probably might not read any of it, but just uh, and you'll find it on the uh, Bard's Lodge Political Talks uh, page there on Facebook. Uh, where it says Tesla's solar roof pricing is cheap enough to catch fire. So Tesla's been working on a solar roof. And so uh, you could check out that article to see more about that, see about how the prices of those uh, Tesla's solar tiles and how they want them to compare in their pricing uh, with uh, other tiles, such as the terracotta uh, tiles, slate, glass, cedar, concrete shingles, the synthetic slate, and asphalt, and so they're working on making that more affordable. So check out that article. Uh, it's uh, from Bloomberg.com. I'm an okay fan of Bloomberg. They're, they're a little, you know, they seem to move a little bit to the left, but um, I do like the idea, of course, you know, the renewable energies, especially solar, which frankly uh, is my favorite. We can really harness that. I mean, I mean, really, I mean, it's it's, it's unlimited, really. And so uh, check that article out. And it's Tesla's solar roof uh, pricing is cheap enough to catch fire. And so what I'll cool. do is uh, I will hey, again uh, thank can everyone. I, can I? Hey, Robert. One, one more yes. quick joke, okay? All right. Sure. One more quick joke. Okay, close it out. But one more quick one. Just real quick. All right. Obama is a professor of constitutional law, and we should honor him for that. To understand the Constitution of all 57 states is quite the accomplishment. <laughs> And fifty, and it'll be fifty-eight states if uh, Puerto Rico does become one of our states, which actually, up until tonight, was pretty much in favor of that. But you know, Virgil's kind of put a different, uh, uh, put a different perspective for me on that, and you know, that, that's something for me to rethink. Uh, but of course, I will uh, close tonight as I do every night, and that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear two things: one, you can hear my interview. Uh, with Aubrey. Uh, she came on towards the beginning of us starting the show. So you'll have to go pretty deep in the archives, but you can hear my interview with her uh, that we took uh, back in actually 2012. Great interview, and I was really excited uh, to do it. But you could also hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. That's with a B, www.aubreyashburn.com. And so to hear more of her music. So take care, folks. We will see you next time. And Good night. Good night. Good night. Folks.